Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. All right, everybody. So this is kind of an exciting podcast. Um, this is our first sort of like mobile podcast, and we don't really have a mobile podcast set up. So that means today at like four o'clock in the morning, although I can't really complain about time because Nate woke up at 2.30 in the morning. Wait, when did you wake up? I woke up at 2.15. 2.15. Yeah, and then the you were on the- 2.30. Yeah, you were on the road by 2.30. Okay, I'm bumping you up a little bit on your levels there. Get up on it. Say something. Say something cool so I can get your levels right. I didn't really catch him today. That wasn't we'll cool at that. all. We'll <laughs> talk about that later. <laughs> that was the opposite of cool. But uh, Nate woke up at 2.15. I woke up at 4 doing tackle prep, and then we brought our whole like podcast set up to this hotel. What town are we in right now? Woodruff. Woodruff, Wisconsin. Uh, we're here with the LaFons, which you probably heard us reference on the show before, just becoming pretty good friends of ours, family friends. Uh, and so we're staying in this rad little motel on the side of the road. It's pretty dope. Like you drive by in this little town and there's like all these nice fishing rigs out there. And um, yeah, it's just a cool vibe. And we pre-fished today. And so this is our first ever before and after where we're going to give predictions, recap our practice. Um, two things. It's our first before and after mobile version um, and I keep saying mobile, but it's not really that mobile. It's just our whole setup just brought here. Uh, and then it'll be our first ever before and after after, because it's like before the first day, after the first day, after the second day. So it's like a three piece. It's like, it's like Lord of the Rings, the fellowship of the ring, the two towers and the return of the King, Nate, you follow me? Nah, you lost me. Which man. one's your favorite? Who's your favorite Lord of the Rings character, Nate? Schmeagle. <laughs> Nobody says Schmeagle. You said that quick too. You were on it. I thought you weren't even gonna have a name. I That's thought you were gonna, only name. I thought you were gonna make one up. Know, so 
Oh, Smeagol. dude. Or I could have said like elves or something, but yeah. that would have been about it. Yeah. So sadly, Lola is not with us. I wish she could have come with. Um, but I would assume by the time we leave this motel, there's going to be some pretty man stank, foul stench in here. Uh, so she's at the crib with Gus in Strom, Wisconsin. Lola, we love you. We miss you. Uh, you add a lot to the podcast. It's going to suck without you. Uh, but here we are. So, Mark Easton, say hello. Introduce yourselves. Um, hi. There you Easton. go. Yeah, Easton. Hey, I'm Mark. All right. Yeah, so Mark and Easton, this is so rad. Um, a real quick recap. Uh, a while ago, when we very, very first started doing this, we recorded a podcast with the LaFonts. Uh, we had them come to me and Lola's house, and we made them, what was it shrimp tacos? That we yeah, made? shrimp tacos. Yeah, yeah. They were, awesome. They were pretty tasty, mm-hmm. um, which again... Tacos are the coolest thing ever because you can just put whatever the crap you want in them. Every, like, really, like, everything works. Like, if you like, I don't know what, like, beef, if you don't like meat and you want to do veggies, it all works. And that's, you know, that's one of the greatest, thing, the greatest things about tacos. So much thank. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> one of the greatest things. Anyway, one of the not greatest things is that at the time, I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of like running the soundboard and how to set it up and blah, 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 blah. And so on this soundboard, nobody needs to know this detail, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's a mode where you can record every channel, so every person talking separately. So then when I drop it into Apple Logic later, which is like the recording software I use, you can adjust the channels separately. Back then, I didn't know what I was doing, and I just recorded it as one big lump channel and uh, Easton, who of course we call Eastone, was like way off the mic and I had no way of turning him up. And so it was like, dang it, like it just sounded terrible. So it'd be like, it'd be like, hey, Easton, what do you think about fishing? And he'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Like you couldn't really hear him and then you could hear everybody else reacting. And so I'm just like, dude, we can't use it. So now we've come full circle. Easton is sitting right by me with a blanket on his legs. Chilly uh, in here. It's chilly in here in the hotel in Woodruff. And uh, Nate, isn't this how you always saw it going down, being in Woodruff, Wisconsin? Yeah, I, I envisioned this for, for quite a while, sitting here in Woodruff, Wisconsin. It's rough, like a roof, roof like roof, a dog. Roof, roof, rough. Roof. Well, either way, you know, yeah. I woke up at 2.30. I left the <laughs> house at 2.30. So. Yeah, you left that. Yeah, you were up yeah. before that. Yeah, I was. So, so Nate is, I wouldn't know if I say chronically, but Nate is late a lot to things. Maybe not a lot, but like the th- times we had you over at our house, like in Port Byron, like if you said you're going to be there at 630, you were there at like 715 or something. And so I was just waiting. Yeah, that's that's pretty typical. Yeah, not like late to work or something. You're not like a, you know, it's not you don't have any character. You, Nate made a face at me like he wants to fight me, but it'd be easier right now because <laughs> he's not moving very fast. Um, not like that, but just like I was like, there's no way he's going to leave the house at 230. And sure, shoot. He did. Left the house at 2.30 on top of going to bed at 11.30. So Yeah, Nate is almost literally a zombie. And then he had to drive through, like, really harsh rain, like, really bad driving conditions. Yeah, I I even told Jordan at one point it was raining so hard, I thought about reaching to the back of the truck. Reaching to the back of the truck and grabbing my raincoat and putting it on (laughs) because it was just, it was coming down like crazy. dumping, just sheets, yeah, like a two-lane windy road through the hills of Wisconsin at night. At night with my window fogging up and any time I car would come it would just be complete utter blindness, blindness. that yeah, sounds safe single thing really? yeah, yeah so but you're here now i'm here with the lafonts with the lafonts we're, we're podcasting we're podcasting we had yeah. some uh some good subway yeah we had oh, some subway really dude it was dope i hate subway 
but it's dope. It wasn't tacos, but it, it no, it, it wasn't tacos. It got us through for yeah, sure. It so. was all right. So what I was trying to say a little bit ago is the rad thing about the LaFonts is that it's a father and son fishing team, fishing tournaments. They're sticks. They're consistent. They're good fishermen. And then Mark actually films all of their tournaments like with a GoPro and he has like a good audio setup. So it sounds good. Um, that's one thing. If anybody knows GoPro audio is just terrible usually. Um, and I remember one time asking Mark, like, why do you do this? Why do you film these? He's like, I just want the memories with my son. I'm like, dude, that's so dope. That's great. Um, and so I'm really hoping they get second in the tournament behind Nate and I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're, uh, no joke, they're really good fishermen. So um, so let's, let's just jump in. Let's dive in. Um, before we do, sorry, Giltech. Kenai Coolers, Hook and Arrow Supply, Working Class Bowhunter, Waypoint TV, the sponsors, the people that like support us and choose to work with us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, uh, I guess, yeah, believing in us. Believing and, in us, and, yeah. Uh, you know, being willing to, to join, letting us join forces with you. So, yeah. yeah, thank you. I don't think we've ever shared this story, but a real brief story. Um, Originally, our podcast was going to be called Figure Out Fishing. I think we've talked about that. And the idea wasn't like, come listen to us and you'll be better. But more so, like, let's get in this together. And together, we can all get better at fishing, figure it out, whatever. Um, and we were never, me, Nate, Lola, we were never really sold on it. That was the closest to being okay. And then we decided to call it Tackle and Tacos. And I remember, <clears throat> excuse me. I remember going to Kurt, who is like the leader, kind of the point man of Working Class Bowhunter, which is a wildly successful archery, bowhunting, hunting podcast. And uh, when they said they wanted to make a podcast network, I went to him and he was like, yeah, figure out fishing. That sounds cool, whatever. And then I went back to him and I was like, actually, we're going to change it to tackling tacos and we're going to talk about fishing and tacos. And I remember like waiting for the text back from him thinking he's going to be like, no. (laughs) And he texts back and he's like, are you for real? And I was like, yeah, I think it'd be dope. And I think it's more unique. I think it's more us. We can put out episodes on Taco Tuesdays and like we can do a logo with like a taco with like a couple lures hanging out of it. And it just makes it more freedom, more fun, less serious. And then I waited for a response back and he's like, dude, that's freaking dope. Like he was on board right away. And so it's cool, you know, to have somebody on your team who allows like that freedom and that creativity and the silliness. And yeah, I don't want to be like every other podcast. And that's no diss. Like I'm not trying to take like sneak shots at like the Serious Angler Network. Those guys are awesome. They're killing it. But we're sort of like the opposite. We're just having fun with it and being silly and and whatever. So um, let's dive into it. So we drove all the way up here from... Uh, the Eau Claire-ish area, the LaFonts are from Chippewa up to Lac du Flambeau, Lac du Flambeau. Um, I made it sound French, but I think it's actually Native American, but yeah. a lot of Native American names come from like French ancestry anyway. So, um, and we're on Fence Lake, which connects to, what is it? Little? Connects Craw- to Crawling Stone. Crawling, Crawling Stone. Yeah. And then there's also Little Crawling Stone, Little right? Crawling Stone and, and then we went through, what was that one? Interlochen? Is that what it's called? Interlochen Lake we went to today. Um, and Pokagama, I think, is the last one. Oh, uh, yeah, Pokagama. Um, which, by the way, one time I was in Shatek, and there's a part of Shatek that's like Pokagama. Um, and uh, this lady, where do we go? Me and my buddies were up here on a snowboard trip, and we were like, yeah, we're, we're trying to find Pokagama. And the lady was like, what did you just say? <laughs> like, she was so offended. And I was like, po- Pokagama? She's like, it's Pokagama. And I'm like, two things. Number one, don't be a butthole for no reason. Number two, that's not a normal word. It's not like I just said like, hey, I'm looking for the state of Waiskunsan. You know, like it wasn't like this normal word that I messed up. She was so deeply offended. But anyway, so we pre-fished it. Mark and Easton pre-fished it yesterday. Um, Nate and I 
really were just kind of jumping in blind, um, looked on, you know, we just did a, just did a podcast about how to figure out new water. Um, and we did a, pretty much all those things, map study and asked what asked, asked, <laughs> That was good. That was <laughs> asked questions um, to people good. and watched videos where we could. And um, it's a cool lake. It's a really cool body of water. Um, it's different than than what I think we were expecting it to be. Maybe. Um, what were you expecting it to be? It fishes smaller than I thought it would. Does that it feel does. like that to you, Nate? Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of water, but it's not a lot of spots. It's. I, I mean, you can go. One thing I'll say about it: you can go around to the docks and catch a large amount until your hands hurt that are a foot long. Yeah. Right. Like right at like 12 inches, but that's not going to, number one, you're not even going to get keepers. Maybe you might, we maybe caught a couple today yeah. that probably would have kept and they would have, you know, been a pound yeah. or something. But um, other than that, like the humps and the offshore stuff that we kind of know how to fish, figured out how to fish. Um, there's not as many of, as, uh, of them as you'd think because most of like the offshore stuff here is just covered in, in, in grass and yeah. weeds, like thick, yeah. um, which makes it neat. Can't fish it as good, and they're just not sitting in it as much. Yeah, it's way harder to dissect, and that's yeah. exactly right. They're just not in there as much. They're not stacked up. Um, we did find Nate and I towards the end of the day found this place. We were kind of tag team and stuff. Us and the Lafons, like they'd fish something, and we'd fish it, and they'd be like, "Oh, I saw this, and we saw this, and whatever." And we went to this little spine um, on Interlocking Lake, and Nate and I got into a school of like twelve thousand one foot <laughs> largemouth bass. Yeah, we just we. Uh, Knocked their heads in. We knocked their heads oh, those in. Those are large mouth. Frank Scalish. Yeah, they're all large oh, mouth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the ones on the other end that we caught were smallies. Oh. And then the other end of that spine, they were all large mouth. And I mean, I kid you not, we were using live scope. Um, how, how many did we catch in that little spot? We had to have caught 10 plus. At in least. The, in the 15 minutes we were there. And yeah. it was blowing too. So Yeah, the wind was really coming we in probably, hard. We were probably sitting there for a little bit longer than 15. I guess once we found the fish, maybe yeah. half an hour. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, they were every other cast. Yeah. Yeah, so we probably caught more than 10, actually. Probably, yeah. yeah. And there's like that saying, like, you never leave fish to find fish. But, like, I would leave those yeah. fish because there was not, well, there was yeah. not a good one in yeah. there. So, uh, Mark Easton, tell us about your, walk us through some of, and understand that this will launch after the tournament, so there's no worries here about, like, somebody listening to this and knowing, like, your inside juice or whatever. Um, so you can be as specific as you want, but you don't have to let everything loose if you don't want to. Um, but walk us through your couple days of uh, pre-fishing. What have you noticed? What's worked? What's not worked? Um, anything surprise you so far? How are you feeling? Uh, I mean, pretty much all we're fishing is humps. Any We have one shoreline that just has rock. Yeah. Some wood mixed in, but nothing really like abnormal. We haven't found anything that's like secret yeah. honey hole. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this lake would be hard to have secret spots yeah. on because it's not like a a TVA or like a river dammed lake no. where there's little fingers all over. Yeah. Like it's pretty much a big round lake. There are some humps that aren't on the maps. Yeah, but each one that we found, we didn't catch any fish on. Looked yeah. really good, not yeah. on the maps, not an obvious, I should say. Yeah, and uh, it didn't pan out for us, but. Like Easton said, we got some shorelines, you know, and when I say shoreline, not up, up shallow, like out from shore that's, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten feet of water. Yeah. And we, we fished this two years ago in the club, so we had mm-hmm. a little more experience coming in yeah. this time and um, basically run all that stuff, and it's the exact same from two years ago. We expanded yeah. a little more on it on Crawling Stone because we didn't have any anything over there. Yeah. And... 
I will say the bigger fish that we caught were all on crawling stones. Yeah. And I know they're in fence because the guys caught big ones on fence last year yeah. or two years ago. Big bags. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. They were showing us some results from two years ago and dudes were catching 20 pound bags. Yeah. All, yeah. all smallmouth, correct? Yeah. All smallmouth. I mean, that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty dang good. You're not going to come close to placing with large mouth here. No. I don't, I don't even know. And unless there's a spot in. Pekegama or... or let, yeah, unless... Nate and I were talking on the way up here. Like, it's a numbers game to a certain extent. Like, if you fished... You know, if there was a string of docks, and let's say there's 30 docks on one shoreline, I feel like if you flip, skip, wacky rig, whatever your... You know, whatever your poison, pick your poison... Uh, there's got to be a big one in there somewhere, you would think, but I yeah. don't know that you could, like, really bank on it, though. No, you couldn't. And that's kind of what Easton and I thought, too, a couple of years ago. And this year, you're going to, like... Flip enough docks or skip a sinko under there, your yeah. tube or whatever, you're going to catch a keeper or a two pounder or a three pounder. Yeah. No. But out here, it does it was, a three it pounder. It's crazy. Like, yeah. that's not really super going to help you because oh. just do the math. If they're catching, you know, I think um, Kyle, who is a, a opens pro, he's super young dude from Chippewa. He's in the bass attack. Two years ago, he, the first day, had what, 21, 21 and a half? Yeah. I mean, jeepers, criminy. Yep. So you're, do the math, 21 divided by five, you know, that's, Average over four fish. Yeah, uh, so so three pounds is not helping you. No, like even even a fifteen pound bag, which sounds great. That's it's what not, we had both days, and yeah. we thought we were doing great yeah. until we came in away two years ago. Two years ago, yeah, we were stoked to have that because I guess before we entered or joined the club, they were there two or three years prior, and it was mm. like, I think they said thirteen pounds a day won it. Oh wow! So we're coming back with fifteen pounds. We're like, holy cow, we're doing really good. Yeah, and uh, not so much. Yeah, I think we finished like in the first day we were sitting in the middle of the pack. Wow. 15 that's crazy pounds, so yeah that's crazy um and yeah so the interesting thing too on the two day the dynamic that's kind of cool kind of sucky is tomorrow nate and i launch third so we're third out of the gates which is great because i think the first spot we want to go to i would assume is going to be pretty much a community hole i would assume like i can't imagine too many dudes don't know about it but it's the only place where we caught keepers today consistently um on fence lake but then the day after they reverse it and so we go from like third launch to like 27 launch uh and we'll probably just put it on the trailer you know, just call just it. Hang <laughs> just all right go ahead in. 27 we're like nah we're gonna back up and uh good have a good one, guys. Appreciate y'all. We have sit no here, chance. Eat our sandwiches and, and yeah. take a nap. Yeah, we're gonna put the talons down and just relax. Nate probably just wants to take a nap right now. I'm I'm about due. I'm getting to that point where yeah. I'm about due. When we were at dinner, I was like, we're gonna be like, so Nate, what do you think about the chatterbait? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just over there, just gone. One of the one of the sound effects on the soundboard is like a really bad version of like crickets. You know what? It, oh, there it is. That about put me to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like like sleep like sleeping in a tent or something. Yeah, you know? dude, just out. But that'll be the sound. Yeah. I'll ask you a question. It'll just be crickets. Right. There'll be nothing there. <laughs> so what is um Easton, what has worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? Did you come in thinking I'm gonna try this or I'm gonna throw this and it did or didn't work? How how's the game plan gone from before the derby? Well, it's not the derby yet, but even into practice, has it panned out how you thought it would? I thought the A rig was definitely going to work more because okay. that's what most of the guys caught them on and caught their big bags on yeah. two years ago. But Says them two years ago. Like, it sure. could always be Doc Talk, but we're yeah. pretty yeah. sure that's what they were doing. Yeah, they caught them on the microest drop yeah. shot ever. And they're like, what's the opposite of that? Oh, I know. We threw them on an A rig. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, probably not. They probably did. Yeah. I caught one today on the A rig and then one yesterday, but that was it. Keepers? Then, yeah, both were keepers, yeah. but it's just something you can't bank on or throw yeah. the whole time and i don't even know because i don't throw it what are the regs in wisconsin three, three right three hooks, yeah. yeah okay 
I do have a flash mob junior in the boat. That's so what like, I'm throwing. If nobody looks, maybe I'll tie it on and just not tell anybody. You you don't want you don't want to be that guy and just no. swing it around your head. No, no, Mark Zona, <laughs> pick up that rig, boy. You remember that? Fire that rig. Yeah. <laughs> so keep going. So you tried the A rig, caught a couple, didn't yeah. exactly crush them. And then obviously the sleeper craw, yeah. which is one of the best smallmouth baits ever. Yeah, it's the worst lure I've ever used. <laughs> And then Sea Rig worked really good. Okay, yeah. Which, actually, that's probably, I think I've got the most bites and caught the most fish on it so far. Okay. I've had that in my hand a while. Yeah. And then... Do you do much? Let me ask you this. When it comes to Carolina rigging, I'm a pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty, like, fence rider about the Carolina rig because it works, but I hate it. Do you know what I'm saying? I would never be like, Sea Rig doesn't work because it does. It absolutely does. Yeah. But it's also just, like, fall asleep in the boat. You know, take right. your walker and change your tennis balls in the back of it to use it because it just seems like an old man's game. But it's not. It's not at all. Uh, but have you done Eastone? Have you done much like experimenting variation on it? Leader length, weight size, snaps, no snaps, uh, swivels, no swivels, beads, no beads, size hook, lure, um, or do you keep it pretty? Like you have like your deal that works. I mean. Whatever, however much leader I pull out is how much I'll put on. It really matters. It's true. I told Precision. Him, Maybe you need a little bit. Ah, this is good. Yeah. And he's catching fish. Yeah, so, so it works, yeah. yeah. And then just the swivel, and then I'll have, we had these, like, the metal. The clackers. The clackers. Yeah, yeah. We thought it was fraying our line. Like, it was doing something to our line. Cause, mm-hmm. like, under I've heard the that, too. I've heard that before, too. It, like, our line would be super frayed, and I broke okay. off two times on a sea oh. uh, rig. Are you using like straight floral, or what are you? Yeah. Okay. Some dudes will do uh, fluoro, swivel, mono, you know, to try and help it come up off the bottom, like a thick, like 25-pound mono or something float beefy to help it try and float yeah. a little more. But And then uh, we, I usually do a bead, and we have barrel weights mm-hmm. instead of, like, bullet weights yeah. that we use. It, I think it comes through the rocks. Barrel as in, like, actual barrel or, like, egg-shaped? Barrel. Barrel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had better luck with egg shape coming through stuff better, I, I think, because in my brain, it's like a like the the hull of a boat almost. Keel. Like, yeah, yeah the keel like, kind of comes across, but I don't know. It's all it's all subjective. I haven't got, we haven't yeah. got too many, like, snags or anything. No, I don't think sure. we lost anything. We've been fishing a lot of rocks. So. Yeah. And I'm how is good. your, I'm, I'm being for real about this, how is your hook set on a Carolina rig? It's pretty. I mean, Are you doing like a big sweeping hook set? Yeah. Are you, yeah. Okay. He's doing an Easton hook set. He's reeling down and and just just jacking. Oh, you are. You're not doing like the long pole type hook set. Oh, no, he's reeling down and just yeah, yeah, like you're like you're flipping a jig or something almost. Pretty much. Okay. Right on. I mean, if it's working for you, it's working for you. Yeah, he's not missing missing crossing any their eyes with that hook. Set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nate, tell him about that. Uh, tell him about that smallmouth you caught today on the swing head. Oh yeah, yeah. I've was, never seen anything like this before. Yeah, I was dragging a swing head on on this rock, a little swing head, rock spine, and uh, I'd thrown a couple other baits on it and started dragging this swing head and just kind of slow slow pulling it or slow reeling it to where it was bouncing off the bottom here or there, uh, here and there, and then couple tap tap taps and i just reeled down set the hook a little yeah. east in whack and uh bring the smallmouth in and it was the whole like shank of the hook like up through its like right between its eyes like, like through up. its skull yeah Jeez. and it was like it was it was kind of shaking and quivering <laughs> i'm like oh boy i don't know if this guy's gonna make it so I'm like I'm, he's not coming off the hook yeah no he, he wasn't going anywhere he was he was 
pegged, I'm, as they say. I've, so. I've definitely, obviously, you've seen fish when they get the yeah. hook in the roof of the mouth, but this was like the roof of the Ooh, mouth was the like. Roof, yeah. I just wonder Out if he was head. doing meth or something, and it kind of like ate away. You know what I'm saying? Kind of because this is Wisconsin. Tender spot, People yeah. love meth here. I got you. And maybe like ate away at it and just kind of rip and just right kind of went. Like his two front teeth were missing. Yeah, he I did look you. twitchy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. A little while ago, I don't know. And he had a Mountain Dew in his hand. Right. Yeah. A while ago, it was either like. Lake Monoman or Potato, you you hook set one. It was like right next to the boat. He just boom, and it come up spinning. It like stunned him. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. He was like, oh, what yeah. the? He didn't right see next that coming. To the boat. Like, really? That's just, funny. So yeah, I give up. Yeah, he just came up spinning. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So all right. So what about you, Mark? What's worked? What hasn't? Has has game plan gone according to what you thought it would or not? Or it actually did. I mean, usually that doesn't happen. Yeah. Stuff will change in two years. Yeah. And will whatever. it change tomorrow? Probably. It seems like that's how knock on what it right, does. Yeah. I mean, and I probably shouldn't say this, but it was pretty easy to get 15 pounds plus that's crazy. both days. Yeah, that's awesome. And we thought maybe today would be a little more difficult with the storm and cold yeah. front mm-hmm. today. It wasn't, but though. We caught smaller fish today. We caught two real nice ones. Easton caught a four and a half, and I caught a four that, you know, really helped out. Awesome. It was... It was pretty pretty much what I thought it was. Dragon okay. Neds. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. The sleeper mm-hmm. sleeper crawl. And now when you say you're Dragon Neds, you mean literally like a sea rig. You're just cranking. You're not popping. You're not nope, hopping it. You're not stroking it. I'm using a quarter ounce Ned Head. Yep. And, and I'm, you know, people are like, oh, you can't tell us what you're going to use. I'm like, everybody's going to see it on YouTube that wants to see sure. it anyway. Yeah. So I don't really hide too much. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just dragging a quarter ounce uh, Ned Head around. That works really well. Yeah. Um, and then the sleeper crawl. What else? The so Carolina here, I, rig. I actually a little bit ago, Attaboy, a little bit ago, I said something about the sleeper craw being the worst. It's really not the worst. It's an incredible looking lure, and I love Mega Bass. It's one of my favorite companies. I just haven't caught anything on the sleeper craw yet, and so Mark is always telling me how much they love the sleeper craw, and I'm like, you can't catch fish on it. But so good. You obviously can. Kind of like I me do. with the with the bellows gill, right? Yeah, yeah, you hate the bellows gill, um, even though and the, today, today we were back by some docks, and Nate goes, "Why are you throwing that bellows gill? They don't eat that here." And it was, I mean, he's it was like the sentence was still in his mouth, and I was like, "Donk!" and set the hook on one. Correct. That, that to be fair, fair, though, you could probably throw a corn of cob. Hey, catch a hey, 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 <laughs> hey! Yeah, let's yeah, let's be honest. It was under a dock where there was probably forty-five of them just yeah. looking at it for an accumulative of nineteen pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for right. sure. All right, so what else, Mark? You caught one on a Carolina rig? Yeah, I don't, you know. And it's one thing Easton does teach me a lot. You know, I'm supposed to be teaching him, but he teaches yeah, me like that's awesome. drop shot. He he tries to think outside the box a little more. I'm pretty stuck in my ways. Yeah. But Carolina rig, I caught one today, and that was a four pounder. Yeah. Um, after right after he caught his four and a half, so we left that area. But yeah, Carolina rig. Um, Did you put those fish like in a cage by a dock or anything? Uh, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Oh yep yeah. yep perfect. <laughs> All right. No. That's a joke, by That's the way. Joke. If anybody's yeah, listening, that is the dumb cheating yeah. in a bass tournament so is the stupid. silliest thing yeah. in the world to me. Anyway, keep going. Um, just other variations of a, of a Ned rig, a little yeah. something lighter with, I don't know if I even want to tell them this, but they see it. My, my, my it's not a secret, but a, a, a chartreuse Ned head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seems I, to just, I get yeah. bit way more on that yeah. than a regular black or green. Yeah, I have some of those from Gil Tech, and, and they uh, work really well. Yeah. So, and then a little. Just a different style of a net yep. on it. Well, right. especially with smallmouth, they like yeah. those obnoxious colors. Yeah. And I feel like maybe I'm just overthinking it, which is so easy in fishing. But sometimes I think those really bright colors work better as you get a little bit deeper because mm-hmm. there's not as much light penetration. So, like, a little brighter color might help them, like, you know, kind of target lock in yeah. on it. And, I yeah, kind of had know. that thought today. Like, I was using uh, my 
soft plastic I was using for my Carolina rig, it had like a purple and copper gold mm-hmm. fleck in it. Oh, sure. And I ran out of those and I was throwing a green pumpkin and I just, I didn't feel you like didn't feel I was, confident. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I switched up to like a, it had a ton of, like a ton of uh, silver and gold. Okay. And just really sparkly. And yeah. That's what I was getting bit on it a yeah. lot. And that seriously though, like real talk, I think really in anything, any sport, element of life work bass tournament like confidence is so humongous yeah. like if you i don't know like for a long time like my biggest bass I ever caught which was 10 pounds one ounce came on a white and chartreuse uh cinco on a four-aught hook rigged weightless and i was working it on a spinning rod kind of like a jerk bait pa, ta, 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 just mm-hmm. popping it real quick and then this alligator largemouth came up and like waked it and then ate it so then for a long time that was like my go-to like skipping cinco's number one you could, you know, be yeah. a wild animal and skip a single. You don't right. have to have any skill or precision. Yeah. You can just skip them like crazy. And I would go to like fish docks and dudes are like, why are you throwing sinkos under there? And I'm like, cause they work, you know, and they're like working on skipping jigs or they're, I don't know, Carolina rigging or free rigging or whatever. And I'm skipping a weightless sinko, but I'm confident in it. So like, you know, you just, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's huge just, confidence yeah. in any bait. It know, really makes so much more sense. Bait. It really does. Yeah. I think it just affects your casting, your fishing, like uh-huh. where you're picking your spot. Oh, for sure. Like if you don't have confidence in the bait, you're not going to fish it like you fish yep. confident baits. Yeah, or if you're throwing something. Like today I picked up a um, a big, hard swim bait, a chartreuse, um, a big, bright chartreuse swim bait. And um, I was pumped to throw it because I'm like, if there is a magnum-sized smallmouth he could just annihilate this yeah. thing and it looked awesome i mean nate saw it It swam awesome big wide s's if you pause it it would turn on its own like turn backwards which is a big thing in the swim bait world yeah, because is. that's very like dying fish ish um but i didn't have confidence in the area that we were that there would be a smallmouth big enough to eat that and so as i'm throwing it i'm like this thing looks awesome why am i throwing this nothing here is going to eat this and so if that's in the back of your head yeah you're not going to fish. You're it not well. going to fish yeah. it well. You're not going to keep fishing it. You're not going to dedicate yourself to it. Um, yeah. So, all right, Nate, walk, uh, walk us all. Cause this doesn't need to be super long. Cause this is going to be a before after after you know I'm saying. So we're already at a half hour. Nate's already asleep. Just about, just right, about right about there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever talk in your sleep, Nate? I, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't answer myself in my sleep. I know. Well, that. I mean, no one's ever told you like you talk in your sleep. Uh, yeah. I don't think my wife's mentioned me okay. talking in my sleep. She says I snore on Did occasion. You? Okay. Yeah. I always say that I don't snore, and then Lola's always like, okay. Lola's always like, no, sometimes you snore, and I just, I don't believe her because I don't want to. Do you snore? Really bad. Really bad. Did I snore Uh, last night? I didn't hear you last (laughs) night. He said sometimes (laughs) the e-stone was like really bad. (laughs) Like leave it up to a a young human just to be like, no, you suck at breathing at night. (laughs) You snore so bad. Um, Nate, real quick. So, again, you know, we don't have to take forever. Um, Walk us through our practice. Um the talking through game plan on the way here, uh, how it went, whatever. Did we fish clean? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Do you I, recommend boat flipping three and a half pound smallmouth? I, I don't think that was the best of ideas. No, yeah. but uh, okay, you, you did it and it worked. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. We I guess we kind of had a game plan or I guess preconceived notion that we'd kind of come in and and fish a little more finessey. Um, yeah. Throw, throw drop shots, throw, throw nets, yeah, throw, yeah. You know, whatever, you know, hair jig, something on a, on a spinning rod. Um, spy baits, I was really excited yeah, to throw yeah. this Lucky Craft spy bait. Didn't you even went out and bought, like, whole new combos. Yeah, yeah, extra, bought some new spinning yeah, stuff. spinning yeah. combos, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was that was really our pre- preconceived Shout notion. Shout out, Shields. Point, point, point. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, so that was our preconceived notion on 
what we were going to do yeah. today. And uh, the only fish we caught on spinning rods were like 10 inches. Really cute, like, small, yeah, like, really cute, small, large mouth. Very small, yeah. yeah. I, I caught a few on a small, uh, like a micro jig, caught a few oh, drop yeah. shotting. Um, I think you caught a few. On so, t- <laughs> so I'll let you talk about the small jaws because that was like dope. Yes, that was. But really then we dope. pulled away from there because we're like, we don't want to burn these spots down. You know, like, let's be wise about pre-fishing here. Um, and we went to these docks because Mark and Eastone were like, dude, there's largemouth on every dock. And we're like, well, there's the closest dock. Let's just run over there, see how it feels, whatever. So we scoot the legend over there, and it's shallower, like yeah. super, super shallower. Shallow. I'm just yeah, saying shallow because it those sounds first funny. First few docks we went to, we couldn't even get to because they were so shallow. Yeah, yeah. No, we're talking inches. Yeah. And the one thing about a legend, it's a big, wide, heavy boat, but it floats pretty high in the water for being so big. So, like, I mean, we could fish in those yeah. eight inches of water or whatever. Um, but we get over there and um, we, sco- we scooted over to a dock that was a little deeper. We're talking 12 inches, maybe max. <laughs> and I throw a, I think I was throwing a Ned, which I was throwing a Ned today on a bait casting set up because i've always wanted to try that on like a medium action like a crankbait rod something with a lot of bend in it so that parabolic will keep them pinned um but then i can control them a little more the bait casting reel and it actually worked out really well especially with these fish these fish are insanely dude, they're, strong dude, if you they're, can get to a bait caster with any bait they're cracked out they don't it's stop insane. they dig and like at one yeah, point i was reeling in yeah. that three and a half and i mean first off i that's the only bad thing about a bait caster with a quarter ounce net is you can cast it the length of a football field. And when it hits the water and the small mouth inhales it instantly, then you have to reel it back in <laughs> for 15 minutes. Not literally, but it took forever. Yeah, and he's peeling to the left there. and my rod is going da, 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 as he's peeling. Like, like he's running to the left to like the, the port side of the boat and like digging so hard. The tip of the rod is like digging down like so fast. Dunk, 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 dunk. Like it was crazy. Anyway, so we get over to the uh, the docks and I flip that net under there and I catch one and then I'm like, oh my gosh, Nate, look at all these largemouth. And he's like, where? And he looks and he's like, holy crap, underneath this one dock in like 12 inches of water, crystal clear, gin clear water on sand. There's nothing holding them there besides the dock. There was probably 25 largemouth like yeah. between like eight inches and like 12 inches. And then as we're moving away from that dock, like 15 more come swimming over to that school. And we're like, what is going on here? Nothing you could use in a tournament, but it was pretty stinking fun. Yeah, it was. We caught probably <coughs> six or seven of them, you know, yeah. back to back. And it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. They were, they were not scared to eat. No. And yet, up there. They, they, they would eat it. Right and then none yeah. of the other ones would swim away. Yeah, no, they'd Even just, though you could see them. Chill, hang out there. So like you would catch one. The other ones would stay there, yeah, and then you catch those ones. Yes, exactly. Like what? The, yeah. Like what is going on? In the smallmouth are completely different. Like I, when we pull up to that, yeah. hump that we were both fishing, yeah, there yeah. Was, I saw in the live like a school of fish. I went in there first drag with the Carolina rig. I set the hook and caught that one, yeah, and then they all gone, yeah. That we could still see them, but nothing would eat. They would, yeah. It was really, yeah. And usually it's the opposite. Usually yeah. largemouth are more kind of pelagic, solo, lone wolf style. Pelagic is just a big word for swimming out in the open water. If anybody was wondering, yeah, roamers, uh, yeah, roamers, just kind of yeah. going from point A to point B. No, we're talking about that. He was like, he was trying to think of the word, so we had to Google it. He said pelagic, but yeah, we were talking. about That's that. it. Yeah, just kind of out in the open. Um, 
And then usually smallmouth will come in packs, like wolf packs. You'll catch one. It'll have two or three swimming with it and then get that one off as quick as you can and go back out there and catch another one. But these smallmouth just feel like lone wolves. They don't feel like they're grouped up really. And if they are, they don't stay grouped up once you get one. No. Because there's like a thing in fishing and in tournament, or not even tournament, but just bass fishing called firing up the school, where for some reason, if you if you drag a bait through, whether it's like a like a lipless or something loud, or a crankbait that's bouncing off the bottom, you fire up the school, and then they all just go, and then go feeding frenzy status. Yeah, There's no feeding frenzy really amongst those smallmouth. It's just finding the right ones in the right spot. Um, so tell, tell, tell the people about that first spot we went to, um, kind of how we fished it, and... Yeah, hopefully it goes okay tomorrow going back to it. Yeah, we can definitely uh, definitely hope it goes okay. Uh, but, yeah, it was the first spot that we went to uh, to start the morning, and we kind of did our our little, uh, you know, how to how to figure out a new body of water with, with map study and stuff. Found found the first hump that looked good, had some, some shallow, uh, shallowed up top, and then, you know, good steep drops, and get over there, and it's a bunch of rock, and it looks really good, and I uh, – I had a chatterbait tied Not even on. just rock, like boulders, yeah. like like yeah, yeah, huge yeah, boulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's boulders. crazy. Yeah, 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 that's for sure. Yeah, but it had a lot of smaller ones mixed yeah, in with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so it was a good blend. I think that was a really good blend. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I pick up a, a, a jackhammer that I had, uh, had tied on from the river. Uh, Lola is smiling right. somewhere <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. So the last last time I fished the river, I had, was uh, slinging around a black and blue chatterbait with a black uh, Kitek trailer and uh, slinging that around and – um, I'm, you know, just kind of, kind of just messing around. And I'm like, you know, they always say you don't want to catch a fish on the first cast. So let me throw something that's not really your typical color for as crystal clear as this water was. And, uh, you know, so I made a few casts and then I kind of bomb cast another one. And in the first like two or three cranks, it just absolutely loaded up. Yeah. Rod, Rod buckled over and, and I, I thought that I fish, literally thought Nate was snagged. Yeah. I mean, his it, rod was so bent. They don't move when you set the hook. No, it was, like, it, was like yeah. set, it was like setting the hook on a snag. Yeah, like his rod was, was yeah, I like, looked over and I was like, do you have one? He goes, oh yeah. Like I, cause he knew it was fighting. But from my point of view, it looked like that look when you snag a, a crankbait or something. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was doubled over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I fought it in, got it, you know, kind of close to the boat. And of course, you know, like all smallies do, as soon as they see the boat, they just take <laughs> off. Yeah. And it was, it, it was digging under the boat. It went back behind the boat, came back up front. We finally got it netted and we both went crazy. Like yeah. it was, it was dope. And it was, you know, big, you know, three, three and a half pound, yeah. uh, smallies. So it was, it was really fun. And then, uh, and just healthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Skin, thick, eyes, belly, build, fish, yeah. just such a cool looking yeah, it, brown. It actually came up, came up waller and like way out there shortly mm-hmm. after I set the hook. And yeah. it was, you could just see it like had this like really lighter, like bronze color mm-hmm. to it. It was, it was really pretty. It was really good looking fish. Yeah. A lot of them do that. Like at, when you set the hook, they come up and yeah. then they just dig when they see the Yeah. Ball. Yeah. It's yep. like an initial like, like dive or not a dive, an initial like jump out of the water yeah. and then dive back yeah. down and try yeah. and disappear. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. Yep, that was uh, that was the first fish, and yeah. you know we we fished around a little bit more, and then yep. that's when you you picked up that that powered net, if you yeah. want to call it that. And well, I also had one on the um, oh yeah the uh, uh, Vision One Ten Plus One in the elegy bone color, which yeah. is like my favorite color for really any water. Um, if anybody doesn't know that color, look it up. Elegy bone. It's purple on top, has like chartreuse underneath, and then it actually has like a clear body, but with like bone. Uh, like a spinal design kind of on the outside. It might sound sort of like 
so good. Like eighties rock band, but it's a dope color and it works in pretty much every yeah. and I don't I, I don't Yeah, they're like white, like bone white yeah. hash marks on it, right? Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. cool. I don't know why people don't throw the plus one more. because um, it's not like it's diving to thirty feet deep at all. Like, cause like no. the one ten goes what six feet deep, something like that, five feet five deep. Five feet, I think. Yeah. And then the the one ten plus one goes like maybe nine or something. It's not way. It's not like it's just plummeting down like the abyss. But the other dope thing about the plus one is that it gets down faster. So like a a big mistake a lot of people make when they're fishing a jerk bait is they'll chuck it out there and then they'll start popping it. And really, what you want to do is chuck it out there, wind it down a couple times so it gets down to depth, and then start working the thing and. Always, always, always make your pops on slack line. You're not making your pops reeling in the line. They're going, you don't want to move it five feet at a time. You're wanting to make yeah. a dart little distance to slack line. You should hear that. You should hear it crack when you're short, popping it. Short, crisp pops. Yeah. Kind of throw your rod tip back at the lure. Yeah. 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 I heard um, Patrick McSchlopperson say on a podcast <laughs> one time something about how like in fishing, and I don't think he meant it like a butt. Maybe he did. I don't know. I don't know the dude. I don't think he did. Um, but he said something like, with jerk baiting, you can see somebody jerk baiting and tell if they know what they're doing. And I have to actually agree because, like, somebody who's comfy with the jerk bait rod in their hands, the way they use it, the way they crack it, the way they reel it, you can tell. Like, this dude, he's got it. Dude, I sh- you weren't watching me today then, were you? Why? I would have <laughs> been, been, su- been super <laughs> impressed. Like, what is that? I would have been super impressed. No. Yeah. Fish it one bite on the jerk bait loses it. Yeah. How do you um, got nine hooks on it, can't hook the fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I uh, I learned a jerk bait, quick history lesson on old Jordy here. I learned a jerk bait on um, Upper Eau Claire Lake, which is north of Hayward, Wisconsin, on our annual fishing trips up there. My uncle Brad, shout out Uncle Brad, um, he had a husky jerk. And he told me like, this doesn't sink and it doesn't float. And I was like, holy crap, I need to sit down. You know, like it was just like to not do either. I was like, what do you mean? And then he took me out and he showed me and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, it was like my, it was like my deck of cards just spilled everywhere. Like I just couldn't get my thoughts together. And then like a year or two later, he was like, here's a new one. It's called the X rap. And I was like, oh my God gosh like it was just Just the coolest thing ever yeah and i remember so vividly being out uh and it's not even and now that i think about it it wasn't even the right color uh i guess it is for small mouth but anyway i was throwing the x wrap and a clown color which Mm -hmm. is is that yellow head red body or vice versa I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Either, I can't see yeah. it. I'm, but anyway, the X-Rap is kind of a chunky jerk bait from Rapala, which doesn't get enough love because it still works. Like they, with the feathers on the back. With right? the, with the, the feather trouble in the yeah. back, yep. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like trying to sort of emulate uh, what my Uncle Brad was doing when he would throw a jerk bait slash... I don't even think he called it a jerk bait. I think he was called it like a neutrally buoyant long crankbait. Or I don't know, you know, like there wasn't like whatever. Uh, so I was trying to like emulate him slash look in the water because up there the water is just like it is here, just gin clear. Um, but look in the water, which again, that's another tip for anybody learning to fish a lure. Just use your eyes. Look yeah. in the water and see how it looks. Does it look better when you pop it rod tip down? Does it look better when you swing it to the side, when you bring the rod tip up? Just watch it next to the boat or next to the dock or whatever and see how it works best. And so I started figuring out that when I pop down, which is obviously how you work a jerk bait, it would dart all over. And um, and then I started doing this thing, which I don't think anybody really does, and maybe Pat would say that I don't know how to fish a jerk bait, which is fine. Um, but sometimes I'll jerk a jerk bait up and it'll make it rise and then I'll go back down. So like minnows don't just swim in the same part of the water column, just a heads up. Um, but anyway, I would, I started doing this thing on upper Eau Claire where I'd find small mouth and I didn't know that they were like 
in schools. I didn't know anything. Um, but I would throw a jerk bait in there and I would pop it down really hard. And then I'd pop it up and they would straight shark week it, like come up underneath it and like take it out of the water in their mouths. And so like ever since then, I've just been obsessed with jerk baiting. Like it's just so fun. So anyway, all that blabbing away, Ned rig, jerk bait, chatter bait, 12,000 small, large mouth. Can we win this derby, Nate? Oh man, that's a good question. I don't. Yeah, I don't think no. so. Not based on <laughs> not, not, not based on what we did today. No, no. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to run into some run into some big smallies yeah. uh, tomorrow. The and, ones we and, call were awesome. Yeah, they were. And they it's were, crazy to think that big, fat football three and a half pounders aren't good enough. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. But you know that yeah. that that's kind of the saving grace of today is that we didn't we didn't beat that area up. No, not um, at all. And, you know, we ran by it a few other times and we might have saw one boat mm-hmm. on it. So, you know, hopefully nobody else really, really beat it up. And, yeah. you know, having that early boat draw is going to help a lot. So um, hopefully we can get out there and expand on the area and maybe, you know, beat it to death if we need to, you know, yeah. do that to find, you know. And I sent out an email to all of Chippewa Valley Bass Attack telling them I would fight them if I saw them on our spot. Nice. That and I boy. think, like, people are so scared of me because I'm just so bulky. And you send emails. <laughs> and I sent emails, which is yeah. the greatest way to talk trash. <laughs> a keyboard warrior. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Jordan, sent another email. Quick, honey, to the seller. Um, all right, so let's do it real fast, you and me. Are we going to catch five? Are we going to be in the money? Are we going to win? For me, I have no earthly idea across it's, the yeah, board. It's pretty wild, yeah. Um, pretty crazy to think. Uh, man, I all, I can hope. I can hope. I think I think we can expand on some stuff we did and and maybe do well enough to to cut a check. Okay. I guess over. You know. I guess we'll, we'll have. To well, see this how, club we'll, pays out yeah. top ten out of thirty. So yeah, I mean, so you I, have a decent chance. If honestly, you can, we'll have to see how. <laughs> How tomorrow goes? Yeah, see, if, uh, about, yeah, if the top you know, ten are all in twenty check, pound yeah. bags, we might just yeah. put her on the trailer, right? So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah so let's uh, you know, let's aim for you know sixteen, sixteen and a half pounds tomorrow. See how see how that goes. That's yeah. uh, you know, we'll call that we'll call that our bottom line. I've never caught a four pound smallmouth. Have you ever? You never have either, have you? Three ninety nine. I've probably caught. 20 smallmouth that are three nine and over yeah and i feel like i could easily it's like it's like all the dudes all the homies who musky fish and catch 49 and a halfs mm-hmm. and there's so much integrity in the fact that they don't lie Be like oh it's 50 because a half inch you could squeeze the tail harder you could move you know whatever off the bump board but like no it's not 50 i've never caught a four pounder yeah. i've caught so many that are so close i would love to catch five both days and i would really 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 love to catch my first four i just think that'd be dope Definitely do. doable on this lake. Oh, it seems like it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Both, you both did it today. So, yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's just say we're going to do it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mark Eastone, we'll close it out. What uh, What do y'all think? Are you going to catch five both days? Uh, are you going to be in the money? Can you win the tournament? What's it look like? I think we'll catch five both days. I don't think that we'll have too hard of a time. But Okay. Right. If it went out practice, or, I mean, like I said, if it follows suit to practice, right. and now um, the I last time that, you guys were here, did it follow? You practiced before the last one, right? When you were here, yeah, yeah. And did yeah. it? Did it kind of match? Yeah. We up? We did or? better in the tournament than okay. we did yeah. Okay, practice, that's good. So. Yeah, but yeah, I think we'll catch five uh, both days. I think sixteen to sixteen to seventeen, you know, is doable from yeah. what we've been seeing in practice. And because mm-hmm. yesterday we had. 16 something today we had 17 something but even that though right like you're a hop skip and a jump away from 20 i mean because you never know you never know when you're that three 
you go in the same spot and there's a four there now. Right. Yeah. Like like that one pound can be such a giant in the, difference. In the spot, we did catch those four pounders off today. We caught two of them back to back. And we're like, yeah. okay, you got to go. Yeah. Now it's a spot that we probably won't get on because we're boat number 26, 24 tomorrow. Yeah, but the second day, Sunday, second maybe day. you'll have a better. So, but yeah, I think I think we'll I think we have a really good chance of finishing in the money. Last two years ago, it took thirty two pounds to finish in the top ten. Oh, 32 was like bottom. Was yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jaybird, So 16. Yeah. And it's 16 a day. And we're, we're on that. So I think we have a good shot at least being in the top 10. Yeah. yeah. I think if we added up all the large mouth we caught today, we'd be somewhere around 16 pounds. <laughs> that's got to count for something. That's, that's pushing it. But we didn't catch a single pike today. Is there pike in this lake? There is there actually. Is. We haven't caught one either. No, yeah. I don't think we've ever caught anything besides. Large mouth and small mouth. I did like get bit guys. off though. I got bit off you on bit a off twice, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did yeah. get bit off twice. Yeah, I got bit off flipping, and then I got bit off. Dude, this is like a somebody play taps quietly. This hurts, like actually hurts. The soul, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. So like, there was a really dope bait company back in the day that is no longer a bait company called Excalibur, mm-hmm. and their lipless crankbaits, like the XR50, they go for big money on like Etsy and eBay and whatever. And I have a bunch of them um, from back in the day, and this was my favorite one. It's like a bright red, orangish craw, and I've always had good luck with smallmouth on brighter colored lipless and so we were throwing it like 40 feet of water and it was down deep and i got bit off by a, a pike or a, a muskie or a something oh, and i'm like god dang it like of all the lures yeah, i also i one. thought about throwing but i don't think we're gonna fish anything real shallow i thought about throwing my ed chambers uh crankbait which i literally paid a hundred dollars for um it's a balsa crankbait I'm not throwing that here. No. It's not happening. I would oh, never yeah. throw it anywhere. Yeah. No yeah. Uh, Gerald throws them. Gerald Swindle throws them. There's a funny story about Gerald Swindle because um, his, what is his nephew or cousin? Trey. Trey Swindle. Is that his nephew? Nephew. nephew. Yeah. nephew. Yep. Uh, he's a stick, and he's fishing a lot of tournaments, and I think he wants to go to the elites and whatever. And one time, um, Gerald was letting Trey use his boat, and he's like, yeah, just use whatever you want, man. Have fun. You know, be safe, whatever. And... Trey came back and Gerald was like, how'd you do? And he's like, oh, I wasn't catching them too good until I found this one box of crankbaits you had under a bunch of other crankbaits. And so I used those and I just caught the fire out of them. And, he's, and Gerald was like, what box was it? And he showed him and it was his Ed Chambers crankbaits, which is Ed Chambers is the guy who started Zoom, like the plastics company. But he also hand carved, hand painted, hand assembled balls of crankbaits. And they are flawless in every possible way. They, it's like WBC. Yeah, WEC. WEC. Yeah, yeah WEC. Um, WEC crankbaits. And if you yeah. find them on Etsy now, depending, they'll go up to 300 bucks. I mean, yeah, they're they're really expensive. On the, on the but they're just, they're flawless. They colors. swim straight. They catch fish. They have super specific wobbles. And so he told Trey, He's like, don't you ever touch those crankbaits again. And so I had this really dope one. It's called a mutt. And it's like this really rad, desirable apple uh, color called sour apple. And uh, I told Nate, I'm like, I might tie it on. And he's like, yeah, man. And I'm not tying it on. No, no. don't do it. You no. should. <laughs> Shut up, devil's advocate. You don't care if I lose a $100 crankbait. Um, all right. So um, do, you think you'll, do you think you'll be in the money? I mean, I guess we kind of asked, but. I think so. I think we could. There's nothing wrong with being confident in it. I mean, it's not like you're being cocky. No, I, and there's a there's a line between confidence and cockiness. Yeah, for yeah sure. I think just from how practice went and a couple of years ago, what it took, I, we're over that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're feeling pretty good about our practice. Um, is your live well split into two sections or is it one big one? Split, split. Okay, so if you get five good ones and you catch more, just put them in the other one. And then we'll drop you a pin and just throw them in our live well. In that, okay. in that cage, right? That, or in a cage. cage. Yeah, 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 in the cage. That we, the, the aforementioned <laughs> cage. 
Um, have you guys ever heard that story about, I think it was in Wisconsin, wasn't it? Like college anglers or something. Yeah. In, who, on the they, Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Mississippi. Yeah. The backwaters. Yeah. They put fish in a cage. Yeah. DNR found them and they were like, oh, our live well wasn't working. Yeah. yeah. What? That's your excuse. That's like somebody getting caught like smoking crack and be like, oh, my stomach hurt. Or like, <laughs> what's that was even, re- that, that's your relevant response is yeah. our live wells didn't work. So you put them in a cage underneath a dock that no one would find. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, wild. Yeah. I always tell my kids like, look, you're going to screw up sometimes for sure. It's just going to happen. But if you lie to me about it, like it's so much worse, yep. so much quicker. And then the worst part is then I can't trust you after that. Mm-hmm. Like if those dudes would have been like, dang it. Yeah, we shouldn't have done that. Oh, our live wells didn't work. Didn't fly. <laughs> no, no good. So, all right, we're going to get into it. Um, we'll end this here. Um, thank you, everybody, for for listening, for paying attention. We're going to do our best in the Derby tomorrow. Good luck to you guys, LaFonts, for real. Um, be safe. That's the first thing out there. Be safe. There is some spots out there. You got to be pretty careful running. Um, and uh, we'll check back in after the first day, and then we'll do a check back in after the second day to kind of update everybody what's going on. This club is dope. It pays out big bass for each day, not just overall for the Derby. And, um, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know. What do you think, Nate? Uh, yeah, I have no clue. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it goes well. That's all. You know, I'm hoping it. I'm, I'm hoping it goes the way the morning started. Yeah, us, agreed. So. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather win this tournament or go to sleep right now? That's yeah, that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> I don't right. Three hours of sleep. I'm gonna have to probably say I'd rather win the derby. But out of boy, good, good. All right, hit us with a tagline, Nate. Let's get out of here. Always remember, positivity is worth the effort. Peace. Peace. See ya. See ya. All right, we are back. Um, again, today is a little different. We're doing before and after and after because it's a two-day derby, and we could just recap it all together, but why not? We're all staying in the same hotel together, so let's just talk about day one of the derby we are very excited we are very honored to have the lovely lola johnson um calling in why is that funny that you're lovely (laughs) calling in right now uh because last night when we did the before she wasn't available and that sucked um and so now she is so hi lola hello how is strum wisconsin thanks for having me on yeah thanks for being on your own (laughs) podcast it's very kind of you so weird. Yeah. The drum is great. Good. Sleeping how is, dog, sleeping baby. Yeah, how's Gus? Is he good? Yeah. Good. He's great. That's good. How are you? Are you sleeping? I'm laying in our bed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you're not very professional. Yeah, this is this is top tier stuff we're doing here at Tackle and Tacos. Am I correct? Yeah. We only yeah. do it the best for yeah, sure. Yeah, we only do the best. So yeah. Mark Easton, how are you boys doing? Doing good. Doing good. I mean, not as good as we could be after that day. But yeah. 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 We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But one thing before we get too far. Um, so Mark has this weird phobia of Mexican food while at a fishing tournament because it, it churns up his belly, which I totally understand because it can do that. I was going to say, that sounds like you. Yeah, yeah. I, I get bubbly guts all the time. But what a lot of people don't know, I'm, I'm going to spill the embarrassing juice now because I just don't, don't care. Don't actually spill juice out of your, never mind, keep going. No, so, he, <laughs> <laughs> so what I actually do every time I go on like a road trip, when I used to work for uh, Motion Raceworks and they'd, you know, fly me all over to, 
cover races and film and whatever. Um, when I've gone on long camping trips, uh, every single Bass Derby I go to, I take anti-diarrheal medicine, not to actually keep me from having diarrhea, but it just keeps me from pooping altogether. Because I have this phobia that I'm going, and this is super embarrassing, but I just don't care. Um, the only human I want to be like attracted to me and that I'm attracted to is Lola, and she already knows I do this, so whatever. Um, Nate's looking at me like he's just disgusted right now, but it's okay. Um, but then I can just eat whatever I want. I don't have to worry about like pooping my pants on the boat or something. You know what I'm saying? And it works. So. And then he gets home and all heck breaks loose. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, a couple days later. So anyway, so uh, Mark has this phobia of going to like a Mexican joint while at a bass tournament. Yeah. Is that correct, Mark? Was yes. it, is it a phobia? Is that the right word? Are you scared of it? Oh, I'm scared of it, yeah. But you like tacos. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I am scared of what would happen. You're scared what happened to you or what would happen to Mark? What would happen on that boat? Yeah. If he ate Mexican food. Yeah, that's messy, potentially. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but I really wanted good. to go after the derby today, you know, because yesterday was practice day. Nate, what time did we get off the water yesterday? I don't. I was sleeping. Six? I don't. Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, Nate was asleep I was in a walking coma. Yeah, yeah Nate so was. I don't, I don't even recall. Nate yeah, was, was not with late. us. Yeah, uh, it was. It was late enough to feel. You know what? Because in, in a bass tournament, if anybody is unaware, they usually go from six or seven to like three o'clock. Sometimes two o'clock, but usually three o'clock. Uh, and so today got done at three, so we were off the water like, you know, hours I think earlier. It was yeah. like. 6, 6.15 when you guys got the water because I was watching the weather because that oh, was yeah. crazy weather that yep. was coming through. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, where yeah, are you? And then yeah. yeah, you're exactly right. That's exactly right. And we went to Subway last night and I don't really like Subway, but Subway meatball is just the jam. It's so simple. It's always tasty, whatever. So I was super down with it and I was just, I could have eaten really anything. So today we get off the water at three o'clock. I really wanted to go get some tacos, but I know Mark is not into the whole Mexican thing at a derby and so we just googled like food near us and we have to give a quick shout out to pj's burger barn in mm-hmm. is it in woodruff it is right i mean I it's right so. down the road i, I guess so, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah pj's burger barn in woodruff wisconsin was dope it was yes. it was really good it was a really good burger mm-hmm. spot and like our waitress was like Amazing. kind of like really loud outgoing but like just so good like knew what all yeah. the burgers were knew what all the sides were whatever um and so we all four of us got burgers and um everybody ordered fries with their burgers until um she said to me, do you want chippers or fries? And I was like, what the heck is a chipper? And she's like, oh, it's like our homemade thick sliced potato chips that we make topped with like salt and Parmesan cheese. And I'm like, yes, that is what I want. And they were so good. Mm-hmm. If you're anywhere near Woodruff, Wisconsin, you have to go to PJ's Burger Barn. Oh, yeah. Nate, rank your burger today one to ten. Go. And what you, what'd you get? I got the, uh, the popper burger. Yeah. So it was basically just a burger with jalapeno poppers. Come on. Pepper jack Dang. cheese and some salsa yeah. on it. Dang is correct. Um, I would rank it a solid like eight and a half. Yeah. Maybe. Dang, yeah, yeah, okay. Like it was really good. Yeah. yeah. And it was just a single patty too. Like, yeah. But it was. They didn't have to double it up or do anything crazy to it. It was. Yeah. It was good. And it had jalapeno poppers on it. So. Yeah. Which is really dope. Yeah. Mark, what did you get? I had the, what I got? The pastrami burger. Oh, yeah. So it had pastrami, the burger. so good. And Russian, Russian dressing. Oh, yeah. And on that, was it ciabatta bread? Yep. Bun? Yeah, the buns really were good. awesome, buns too. Really the buns good. were like that perfect, soft, yeah. chewy. All right, yep. one to ten, your burger, Mark. One to ten, 
I'm going to have to stay with Nate there. Eight and, and a half. half. It was good. It yeah. was good. It's yeah. up there. Wow. Yeah. Eastone. I got those Wisconsin burgers. Wisconsin so. burger. Cheese. Cheese curds. Cheese curds and. Lola said yours looked the best. It was amazing. I, I agree really with good. that. His did it did look really, really, yeah. Like really when it went good. past Mark, because we were sitting like, in the booth, it went. He's like, "Whoa, what did you get?" And like Easton, like took it quickly. He's like, "It's a Wisconsin burger." <laughs> Wisconsin burger. Yeah, yeah. Mine. Yeah. It's probably a nine and a half. Yeah. It was oh. really good. Yeah. Mine was called the uh, I think Burn in Blue or yeah. something. And I will just say openly because Easton said something about it at at the table, like "Ugh, blue cheese." Blue cheese is so gross. But when you put it on something, yeah, no, it is gross. It it's is gross no matter what. No, nope, the texture's no gross. What. The smell is gross. Whatever. But when you put it on something, so like sometimes no, I'll do. <laughs> well, it's just shining. No, thank you. Um, if I like make like a grilled like buffalo chicken sandwich, it's super good on that. Or like a burger, sometimes whatever. Um, but yeah, so mine was um, uh, a garlic sauce. Um, Blue cheese, jalapenos, medium rare hamburger, ciabatta bread, and those chippers. I would give mine like a nine, nine and a half. It was so stinking good. And and again, our waitress was on it with like refills on yeah. on uh, waters and like it was yeah, it was just dope. So shout out PJ's Burger Barn. That was a long that was a long unnecessary commercial. Um, who goes first, Mark Easton? Uh, oh, and Nate and I, Lola, we didn't say we would be in the money. We said it's possible, um, but we were like, I I was just more, I wanted to put five fish in the well. That was my number one goal. And not because that's Mm -hmm. like, you know, obviously a goal, but again, on waters I'm unfamiliar with. And this derby is completely not the way that I fish. I'm not an offshore structure guy. I'm not a hump guy. I'm a, um, you know, whatever, weed lines and docks and skipping and current and rocks and whatever. And this is not really what I'm used to. Um, So whatever but we did not say mark and easton said they were going to win by like 15 pounds nobody's yeah, going to come close and as they were saying they're both holding up double birds because they were so cocky about like what was going to happen um but anyway so mark easton run us through your day you don't have to take super long if you don't want but did you fish clean did you put five in the well where'd you end up are you happy are you mad is there anything you can take from it to build on tomorrow we did not fish clean. At least I didn't. I lost one right at the boat that probably would have helped, and then one that we didn't see that was at one of our big fish spots. And yeah. we d- it didn't go as expected. We thought we were going to do a lot better. We thought our starting spot was going to be a lot better. Right. After the practice we had, I mean, we averaged over two days. We had over 17 pounds average yeah. each day. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, we pulled up to our spot, which we was kind of surprised to get, and it was, it was dead. There was nothing yeah. there. I did fish clean because mostly I didn't have an opportunity to lose many fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to fish clean when you only hook yeah. like four a day. Four, yeah. yeah, I did yeah. not. I did not every day. What did I tell you earlier? I said everything I did or touched today just turned to caca. Yeah, it was just terrible. <laughs> it was just a bad day. Was, that was you know, that was Mark being upset. He's like, it turned to actual caca. caca. I was like, whoa, watch your mouth. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, we weren't upset. I think I just disappointed. Frustrated. I was telling Easton. I yeah, told a couple totally of like, guys. One of the most disappointing days we've had on the water in a long time because we were at an ultimate high, yeah. ultimate confident, and just yeah. plummeted. Yeah. But tomorrow's a new day, and yeah. and like Lola was saying, that's a good attitude. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So, do you guys actually? Now you've been talking uh, behind the scenes. Nate knows he's here. Uh, Lola, you don't know, but you're about to know. They've been talking as though. Uh, their prediction on the punk on the podcast is what damned their performance today on the water. I don't buy into that stuff. Do you guys actually buy into superstitious type stuff? 
I don't. I don't. I have one superstition. And okay. That's, if you have banana things in the boat, I don't think it matters. But if you have a banana in the boat, yeah. it goes downhill. Okay. Do you know where that came from? Do you know the history on the bananas in the boat? Wait a minute. What do you mean banana things? Like... Like banana hammocks. Like, like what? Yeah. What do you? What, <laughs> no what exactly do you mean banana? Like we had like banana sunscreen or something. Like oh, banana, banana, banana boat, banana sunscreen. boat sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> banana lures, banana flavored <laughs> laffy taffies, which are, are so underrated. Those are amazing. Dude, those they're are the so good. Dude, come on, dude, give me a high five. Probably the yeah. worst candy. I've no, the, what? That's so. Taffy, Nate, taffy you don't. General. You love Culver's cheese curds, and you don't. Yeah, something is wrong with your palate. And you. Oh my god. Artificial banana is. Terrible. I'll give you Definitely that. It can be, but banana laffy taffies are nice. Taffies are insanely good. Yeah, thank you, Lola. Uh, okay, so fair enough. Oh, but anyway, okay. So the, the really quick, the historical thing on bananas in the boat. Um, the reason why people have that fear. Um, do you know about this, Nate? Uh, does it have something to do with like tarantulas? Sort of. Okay. Yeah. So back in the day when people would ship bananas from other countries, there's this one type of like bug, spider, whatever that was indigenous specifically to um, wherever they were getting bananas from. uh, And it would eat into the wood. The wood would open on a, you know, on an old, like, uh, what does he say? An anchorman diversity is an old, old wooden ship. (laughs) Um, When they would eat into their old, old wooden ship, it put holes in it. And then these banana boats would start sinking. um, And everybody's like, don't put bananas on your boat because they're bad luck. It's really because they had certain bugs in the bananas that would eat through the wood that would cause holes and the ships would sink. See, I like banana. I'm taking a banana tomorrow. I'm getting one. I love it in the morning. What if that banana has a banana spider in it and it chews through our boat and we die? Well, we can do no worse than we did today. (laughs) Wow. Dang. How bad was it? Yeah, like, how what? bad was it? Where where'd you end? Uh, we had fourteen pounds. Yeah, which um, fourteen pounds is not a terrible total. Like not, not it's, for here it is. No, well, for here it's not here. incredible. But I mean, fourteen pounds because what's winning right now? Yeah, twenty one, yeah. basically twenty two. And to be in the top ten, you have to have sixteen and a half pounds right now. Yeah, so. crazy. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good bag. And mm-hmm. press pause. Can we give a? And I I think he listens to the podcast. So she, not just because of that, but because he's my friend also. Um, huge shout out to my buddy Scotty Sansala uh, for putting twenty one point six six together. Go. Day. Way to go, dude! Awesome. And, yeah, congrats. Um, but not a shout out. Point point point. Not a shout out to Scotty for weighing in right before Nate and I, which made us look like <laughs> idiots. <laughs> just I mean, the, we gosh! Were, yeah, when we were walking up to weigh in, Joe was behind me. I said, "Hey, I'm weighing in before." For you because I'm not weighing it yeah, you know, you because yeah. he, he was struggling to hold his bag up. Yeah, you know, yeah, you oh, know that's the, you know that's the deal there. Yeah. But yeah, I, it, all all joking aside, Scotty is such a good dude. This is his first year on the Bass Attack. Um, I don't not talking bad about him, but I don't think he's crushed it super far this year. And he is a good angler. I know him to be a good angler. Um, he has some really good technology on his boat. Cool, like old. Is it called I Class? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those I Class skeeters are yeah. awesome holes. Uh, yeah. And so for Nate and I to come up to weigh in. And he asked us right away, how'd you hit him? And I'm like, oh, you know, we got a five. But for us, we're happy. You know, probably a little over 10 or whatever. And uh, we're like, how'd you do? He's like, we did awesome. Just big <laughs> eyes, awesome. little dude That's at Christmas. So yeah, dude, super sweet. Completely, because he's not a cocky dude on any level. Uh, and I'm like, really? How'd you do? He's like, over 20. I was like, nah. Uh-huh. I was like, heck. And I gave him a huge high five. And when I high fived him, Scotty is a construction worker. Um, so he's got these big, he's like six 
four, maybe he's a big, big guy, dude, yeah. big manly construction hands, and his thumb is just chewed like it got you know sat on an orbital sander. And I'm like, oh dude, he caught him. Like his thumb is like down to the bone, like you know, because a small mouth they chew your thumbs up more than large mouth do. Yeah. They're feeding on a lot of bait. They're sharp teeth. Yeah, they have sharp teeth, yeah. and they just never stop shaking. They don't just go docile yeah. when you pick them up like large mouth do. And I see his chewed up thumb, and then he his big fish was a four nine nine, um, and then the whole bag was huge. Like Justin, the club president. As he's wrapping it up to weigh it, like he couldn't even really spin the bag. It was so full of fish. And I was like, wow. And then it comes to us. And he's like, oh, this is nice, really easy and light. I'm like, shut up, dude. You know what? He, he said to me, he said, uh, you want to you wanna weigh in a big fish? And I said, uh, well, not after that 499. No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> no, I, I re- thank you for asking. Yeah. I do not. We had a 3.6 something. Yeah, we had a good so fish. So that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a good smallmouth, but it's not uh, out yeah, out here it's 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 all relative, but to us we were we were really stoked on it and whatever. So, um, what could you guys have done, Mark Eastone? What could you have done better? I don't, I don't. Th- I mean, other than catch those two fish, right? Other I don't than that, think we really could have done anything. Catch those two fish. What do you mean? The ones that got off. Oh, 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 we, had, yeah, we yeah. lost one at the bolt, and then the okay. other one for a big fish spot. Um, I don't think anything. I mean, we made the right decisions. We, we had to stop on that spot because we caught two four pounders there yeah. in practice the day yeah. before. We had to. It was open. We're like, okay, we got to stop. Yeah. Yep. Other than that, uh, yeah. everything. What did, did, did you guys launch? You were you were later in the launch. Yeah, right? we were like twenty fourth or something. Okay. Like that. So yeah. everything we did in practice did not work today. All our spots, nothing. Yeah. So that's always yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's frustrating, but it's smallmouth, and that's what they do. They just. And it seems like the big smallmouth here are more pelagic than other places. They're not schooling. They're not in these giant balls where you can throw a, and this is a pretty simple, this is not revolutionary to anybody. This is not, uh, you know, what? And a big ball of smallmouth, if you find them, you can usually throw something either noisy or quick moving through it, and it fires them up, and they get, they get feeding frenzy mad, whatever. You can throw a rattle trap. That's what I like to throw, like a lipless through them or whatever, and then throw in with something else, and then, I mean, it's just one. You can't get them off fast enough to get back and catch more. These fish are roamers. They're open water. You don't know where. Like Nate and I, the, the spot that we fished and practiced and then caught um, two of our keeper smallmouth today, I mean, we were we were uh, talented down on a rocky area, and I how many how many casts did you make to the same spot before you caught that one on a swing head? Uh, yeah, I was fan casting that area. I was basically like clockworking like yeah. around the back of the boat, and I think I was on my third. I think the the swing head was the third bait I picked up and. In that same that exact spot. Yeah, so. And it, they, it just probably wasn't there before yeah. that. They're just moving around all over. So, yeah, so what, what were you saying, Mark? I'm sorry, you're talking about the, the ones you lost and stopping at that spot with the four and a halfs. And yeah, I mean, we I don't think we did anything wrong today. No. Yeah. Just the fish that we had, you know, during practice weren't there anymore. Yeah. You know, and yeah. whether that's them moving or they were there and we just, they could, well, they were there. I mean, yeah, we, we saw them. Yeah, we could see them. Sure. Like, we, we just saw schools bite, of them. So. Yeah. And we yeah, heard that from a couple different guys that weigh in. Sure. They were there. They just couldn't give them a bite. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They were like, you already caught me, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> I know, but we let them go. Get off my back. My grateful. mouth still hurts, you jerks. <laughs> yeah. Be grateful. Lola, what did you do today? Do you have any tacos? What did you do? Um, Gus and I went to visit your mom and okay. your sister and her family in Holcomb. Okay. Did you have and tacos then- in Holcomb? Uh, no, we what had breakfast at Holcomb Cafe. I uh, made Puerto Rican tonight and have that over yeah i had that over uh rice and beans so it just was like steak basically well not steak but like beef 
that I cut up and then use sofrito, of course, and sazon, which is like kind of like adobo seasoning, but different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little oregano, some carrots, some tomato sauce potatoes. Mark, would you have eaten that or would you have not eaten that? Yeah, well, not before a tournament, no. Yeah, you would. Okay. But it sounds better than our burgers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Our burgers were really (laughs) dope, but that sounds... Definitely not before a tournament, no No, but yeah, I'd rather have that than our burgers, for sure. And then I had chopped up avocado, too, of course. Yeah. And it was very good, and Gus ate so much of it, like, so much. It was crazy, so that was good. Yeah, because he's a huge man boy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we did have tacos yesterday. Okay. Uh, Well, kind of. I made, like, breakfast crunch wraps. That's or dope. just me and <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds good, for sure. All right, Nate, let's break it down. How did our day go on the water? Uh, what launch were we? Um, are we going to win? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah, we were boat three. Boat um, three. Wow. We, we may be about third from the bottom uh, based on <laughs> what we caught We're not today. that far, but yeah, we're not we're not doing incredible. Yeah, yet. no, it was... It was uh, you know, it it wasn't as rough, really, as kind of it could have gone. Because, yeah. like, we didn't have a whole lot going on in practice. No. Had had one good area and, and a couple maybe spots. Yeah, And, again, so, it's not really like our, our, our normal juice, the no, way we yeah, had to fish, yeah. if you want to catch them. I have a question. Can yeah. I ask a question? Go ahead. Go um, ahead with the question. So, with, <laughs> with practice versus today, did it rain there? Like, would that make a difference? Do you, I don't know, like, did it? rain there storm anything it rained on us just hard enough uh for us to get our rain gear out and maybe about three minutes after that it kind of tapered off and we just kind of sat a little little damp there for a few minutes but yeah it it wasn't too it wasn't too rain not enough to like change things no yeah Wind rain rain can and wind there. can but yeah. not little light amounts like that no yeah, right i didn't know because it was like crazy windy here i mean like okay. so crazy and it hailed just um never eat right west of us sorry i had the directions are you got hard. it you got it yeah um <laughs> and they got like golf ball no ping pong size yeah, yeah. Or something. And they like, got, oh my god yeah, they got covered in it crazy anyway so i just was curious sorry go on yeah no we didn't have that here yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't, nothing like that. And mm-hmm. so, first really? thing in the morning, we ran to our, you know, being boat three, we ran to our first spot um, that we actually, you know, did pretty good in practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were, I think we were the first, we're the ones, first ones yeah, on we're it, the first yeah. ones on the spot. Yep. And you know, got up and made a few casts, and probably within fifteen to twenty minutes, there were three more boats that had moved in on the same spot, and they were kind of all. You know, yeah, we were kind of circling this big yeah. hump offshore thing where it goes up from like 30 feet to about four or five yeah, even in some, some yeah, spots. It gets pretty up, shallow. It comes up pretty shallow. Huge but... boulders, huge rocks everywhere, and then there's boats everywhere. Yeah, boats all over the place. Yeah, yeah. so we fished around that and kind of, I think we watched one one guy catch one kind of the whole mm-hmm. time we were there first thing in the morning. And yeah. then, then I caught the, the biggest one we had of the day there. We were there for a while before I caught that fish. So yeah, I mean, it, was, it was it was probably it had to be close to an hour. Yeah, probably every before you hooked that. into that yeah. beast on a on a swinghead jig. Yeah, so and that was on a bait casting outfit, and it still was giving you all you could take. Yeah, seven four medium heavy like jig and worm rod is big. You know, These smallmouth, all smallmouth are are mean and ornery and have bad attitudes. These smallmouth are that, and it's, then some. It's insane. They wow. don't stop. They, they don't, don't stop. They, don't. they do not like. So, when you caught your smallmouth, did they bleed out of their gills at all? 
We haven't had any of them do that. So when you when they're in the well, did they go side up or belly up? No, I think because most of ours we got up pretty, pretty quick, quick and got them in there. But Scotty said that about his. He said he had right. fin clips on them yeah. and um, two years ago and when we did it, we caught all our smallmouth were bleeding out of the gills. And like we didn't hook them in the tongue and the gills yeah. or nothing. Yeah, but they're bleeding. We're like we're freaking out. Like well, we're gonna lose all these fish. Yeah, and a couple hours later they're fine. Yeah, yeah. just because like like they exert so much energy yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just so strong and they they, they have no quit in them. They don't stop. No. Yeah, that's why like for sure bait casting with those guys if you can throw what you're throwing mm-hmm. on bait yeah. it really works better because yeah. you can get them in the boat so much quicker like you have a little more yeah you know you have a little more horsepower yeah. on them but and i usually have like my drag cinched down on bait casters but for here i mean i'll cinch it down when i set the hook and stuff yeah. and then i'll loosen it a lot yeah they do not stop it's crazy yeah anyway so you caught that one uh and then we yeah. kind of how, well, how many fish did we catch today night be for real early on the one i mean yeah it, it was slow it, it at first us, for yeah, sure it took us quite a while to kind of get into them we caught caught the first keeper on the first spot fished that for an hour and a half two hours ran mm-hmm. to the second spot um bobbed around there for a good while and then what did you have on the on the swing head if you want to tell them uh i think it was the swing head itself was uh i think it's a swagger tack tackle mm-hmm. sure uh, is it tungsten it's not no oh, okay. it's not tungsten um, but it's a swagger tackle uh, swing head. I think it's a big, like five odd EWG. Maybe it's a big, it's a big um, And then the the bait was the missile baits, uh, chunky D. I can't, I can't think of the color, but it's like a it's like orange, orangish, and, and like a green pumpkin on the other side. Yeah, it looks a lot like, like the crawdads yeah. that are in this lake. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I caught, I caught our second keeper on that uh, at our second spot, and then we bobbed around. You started to catch. You caught. Caught a you caught a large mouth and then mm. you know, yeah I think we ran around and that's kind of when we started to really get into a bunch of fish is yeah when we started to move and we probably we probably caught forty fish today maybe I mean, more yeah was it, what did you catch was it all smallmouth was it like what did you it was catch? I would say if there was a if you added them up I bet it was if we caught I would say we were probably closer to 50, like somewhere along in the, in the middle of the day. We we're like, dude, we should have kept count just for the sake of keeping yeah. count. Cause this is getting ridiculous, yeah, but so many were teeny. I would say if it was 50, I'd say it was probably 35 large mouth, like 15 small mouth. Yeah. Yeah. About like 10, 12 fish today. Yeah. But you, you also ended up with a bigger bag than we did. So yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah. All, all the running around and fish catching we did, we ended up with, what, just over 12 pounds, 12 yeah, and a half 12 and pounds. pounds. Yeah, um, so. Do you want to do a Mark Davis impersonation? Little swing here, dude. We just come in and, and, and I was, it was just clean them up right behind them. So forever ago, Nate and I, I think this is when we were working at Gander, we watched a video of Mark Davis, professional I'm pretty, fisherman. I'm pretty sure it was an elite series like tournament. It might have been. And it was and it was like aired afterwards or yeah. something, but yeah, he was talking about swing head jigs or rugby head jigs or, or biffle bug jigs or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And he was like dead serious. He was like, well, I like to do is I come, people are working down the bank. I grab a, a swing head. And he kept on saying it. S C H W I N G swing, swing head. He's like, I come here right behind him and I just clean on up with that swing head jig. I go right behind him. He said, and I'm, and I'm throwing it on a heavy rod, and I got I got big line. It's, it's like finesse fishing, but but I'm power fishing at the same time. You know? <laughs> so like we like in our boat, and and Nate and I's boat, uh, when we're in when we're fishing a tournament, and actually it's the same thing with Lola. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the central 
deal here, but the level of intelligence drops profoundly depending depending <laughs> on what's going on. So either A, it drops because I'm like frustrated and I'm like spinning out because I'm getting mm-hmm. a yeah, stop it, uh-huh. you <laughs> getting a rat's nest or like, you know, whatever. I hit something with a trolling motor and crack the prop or I don't know, whatever. Or more times than that, many more times than that, I just get on like a weird kick and I just start saying stupid crap. So like we cannot throw a swing head jig. Cannot do it. Cannot do it. Without being like little old swingy jig coming right behind, like, or like or like Nate will say little old swing head, and I'll be like coming right behind him. Like he's just like it, we're just idiots out there. And then lately, my thing, and I don't know why, I just say this all the freaking time. Um, the movie No Country for Old Men. There's this part where like the main character Josh Brolin, he goes to, like the desert, and this dude who's like dying, and um, it's like a Mexican cartel drug deal situation and whatever. And uh, this guy's like dying, and he says. Los Lobos. And uh, and he says back to him, ain't no Lobos. And I don't know why I say that all the freaking time. We're in the boat. Like, I'll I'll catch a fish, and I'll put it in the well, and I'll be like, boom, ain't no Lobos. And I, <laughs> I, guess I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know. I'll dance on the front deck all the time. We'll be on spot lock, and I'll, like, dance to, like, jig my drop shot. Or I don't know. I'm trying to have fun yeah. out there. Yeah. Wait, so, anyway. A rig to sink, I dance sometimes. Okay. Got to... Do something. That's, well, that's that a boy. Like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like a countdown dance. East Stone. East Stone's got some moves on him. I like it. Yeah. The best part is when I'll be dancing on the front deck, like looking out the front, you know, like over the trolling motor, and then I turn around and Nate's shaking in the back. <laughs> like Nate's doing like <laughs> little moves on the back deck. And I'm like, people, if they drive by, they're like, man, look, guys are idiots. I'm like, yeah, we're having fun, though. You can be all serious if you want, and that's fine, because I want to win, too, no doubt about it. Uh, but I want to have so much fun. Uh, so we just kind of moved around to spots that look good on the map. Um, I caught a really, like, the the largemouth, I, the two largemouth. One was a line burner, and I wanted to get rid of him so bad. Um, the other one was a really chunky, healthy, like, what was he, 16, 17 um, but had some shoulders on him. I'd say a little over two pounds, probably. Yeah, it was a thick fish. Easily, by far, the best largemouth we've caught. By, yeah, by a long ways. Years, by so a long. And that was on a Beehive Delight half ounce. I usually throw, sorry, I love that color. And I, I always said I'd just let the juice loose. Uh, that was on a half ounce. I usually throw the lighter, the three eighths ounce um, jackhammer, but the half skips a hundred times better. Uh, and so I'm kind of doing like that little circle underhand cast. A sh- under a dock and in this dock it had like wheels to roll it into place and it skipped over the wheel and under a set of stairs that were going into the water i'm like oh my gosh there has to be a fish there and i gave it a couple cranks nothing and then it doesn't really hang up it kind of deflects off the wheel and the second it rolled in front of the wheel just crunched it and so like again not a world-changing fish but so stinking fun it's the same bait i caught my large mouth on at the end of the day was it in in little yeah yeah they just um, they just work. Yeah. They just same stink. color, same everything. Yeah, the Beehive Delight is the jam. That's cool. I, I, I always liked those colors that are kind of versatile, you know, because the general rule is like bright colors and muddy water um, or black, blue, whatever muddy water always works, or like really realistic colors and clear water. And colors like that are kind of both because it's like green pumpkin with just a little bit of chartreuse on it. The whole thing's not like, you know, yeah, blinding, right. but it's got that pop. Yeah. Uh, and then we ran around, went back to the spot we started on. I caught a. I don't know, either way, I'd say it was two and a half, three pound smallmouth on a drop shot. And on a spinning rod, a drop shot, that fish was having no part of getting in our net. Mm-hmm. He just didn't want to. Yeah. 
not not a chance. Yeah, like, at one point, Nate had the net, and I said, uh, I said, oh, Nate, he's coming up. And my rod goes, duh, 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 duh. my rod just <laughs> nope. like bounces off the gunnel, drags peeling out, and he goes, no, he's not. <laughs> like just, <laughs> just real objective. He's gone. He's that like, no, he isn't. Is not ready. No, he's not. And then, yeah, we got it in the net, but I mean, it was it was a it was a scrap, dude. Also, shout out to I don't even know their names. Um, it's a couple of dudes uh, who are in the club who are fishing near us on that rock pile. They have an older Skeeter with red an older... Huh? I'm pretty sure it's red and white, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. red and white. Yep. Um, I can't remember their names. They won the Red Cedar tournament. They're good dudes. So anyway, all four of us are on this big rock pile. Nate catches that big 3-6 right away in the morning uh, off that rock pile. We look over at them, and they're, like, cheering. Like, they were giving us yeah. a thumbs up and, like, pumping their fists in the air. And I'm like, dude, that's so cool, you yeah. know, because we're competing. But they're like, yeah, dude. Like, they were pumped for us. And I think that's just the, I think that's the coolest deal. And they're both really good anglers, which is also rad. So um, shout out those fellers. But uh, after that, we ran to in, inter, Interlocking. Is that what it's called? Interlocking yeah, Lake. Interlocking, yeah. Something yeah. Like that, something like and uh, we used a live scope on a, on a hump again, like a little ridge, and caught probably 20 largemouth in a span of 10 minutes until we were like, this is stupid because they're all eight inches long. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's so fun, and you keep <laughs> thinking to yourself, like, oh, there's going to be a bigger one. There's going to be a bigger one, and there was no bigger one. Um, so we left there, moved around, never, never caught another real good one to put in the well caught a ton more fish like and again i say this is not like our cup of tea because the stuff we were fishing is not what we're used to like we pulled into some bays on interlocking that were just oh my gosh they were like like if you were putting a a, a book together like bass fishing 101 like this this bay could have been on the cover like it was shallow on the edges and then dropped off immediately tons of laydowns. there was lily pads there was weeds out deep that kind of came up near the surface but were sparse enough where you could drag anything through them um i caught a couple fish on frogs back in there nate caught a couple fish drop shotting back in there but just nothing of size um and so it was like what we like to do to catch fish does not work on this lake for like size you know yeah, yeah. no you'll catch fish large you'll mouth, catch plenty of fish it's yeah. just yeah. size is not size is not up yeah it makes it, it makes it a lot harder lola give us advice nate and i are thinking of going for a longer run tomorrow uh, when okay. we start the day to an area that most people don't fish, which Mark and Nate both said, you know, not saying negative at all, but just like maybe there's a reason a lot of people don't go up there to fish. Um, it's one of the lakes that's connected. It's called uh, Pokegama, um, and it, it'll take a little bit to get up there. I don't think there'll be anybody else around, but should we make that run and swing for the fences, or should we stick to the stuff that we've already fished? Um, I would try it, and if it's I, I get what they're saying, like, well, people probably aren't fishing it. That's why, whatever. Um, but mm, I would do it because what's that going to hurt? Yes, it takes a little bit of time, but you don't know until you try it. And I am a firm believer in just going for it. So, Okay. Thoughts, Nate? Go. Okay. What if... Also, just real quick to, to balance. No, no, no. What if? We had to flip the orders. We had to flip the orders of launch. So today we're three. That means tomorrow we're 27. Yeah. That does factor into some of that. But anyway, go ahead. What if? I don't really have a what if. I just oh, was yeah. going to say it like three or four times. Okay, keep yeah, going. Say so. it again. What if uh-huh. we get back there? Okay. And then what if? You see what I mean? <laughs> what if? You know? <laughs> what if we what yeah. if? Yeah. I re- no, I really don't. Because that, that was, you know, that was my thought was like, hey, yeah, why not go back there? Uh, and you know, see what's up, and then also, nobody's mentioned that lake at all. Not Most a not a whisper, not a sniff. Like, 
there's a reason everybody was on the lake that they were on. Like, and everybody yeah. has the same thought that we have. Yeah. I want to get on stuff that nobody else is on. Yeah. And if everybody's thinking that and they're not going there. Yeah. You know, again, there are hammers in this club. Justin Rowe is an absolute hammer. Lonnie and Colin are hammers. The LaFonts, let's be honest, like they're hammers. Uh, are we going to see any of those guys? The Mudgets are hammers. Oh, the Mudgets, by the day, by Kyle, the way. Kyle. Uh, yeah, Kyle yeah. is a super hammer, and he's like nine years old. Um, <laughs> like, And I'm not saying that as a diss. Like, he's young. Like, that dude's ceiling, I mean, golly. It's way up there. Yeah, it's yeah. way high. That dude is a stick. Um, the Mudgets today, when we were rolling out a couple, of, it's a father-son team. They're just the coolest guys um, fishing out of this really pretty sparkly silver ranger. Um we were pulling out of the weigh-in because the weigh-in is kind of different. People had to wait and whatever, um, like W-A-I-T, to get into weigh-in, whatever. Um, and I was like, so did you guys catch them good today? And they're like, no. And I was like, yeah, but you always say that. And then Michael was like, yeah, but this time it's the truth. <laughs> like, <laughs> this time. Man. Yeah, he actually like he admitted that he's like a sandbagger, but he was like, but this time we actually. And his dad was like, yeah, like five babies, and he held his hand up. And they actually did. They only had like nine pounds or eight yeah. pounds or something. But Yeah, they have. 8.87. So the LaFonts are in 17th and you guys are in 19th. Okay. Wait. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I figure tomorrow if we go out and sack up 25 pounds, which is going to take, it. which is going to take five, five pound smallmouth, then, um, solid math there. I'll, <laughs> that was good. Um, usually when I do that, ask Lola, <laughs> usually when I do that, I make a calculator noise. So if we have 25 pounds, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that calculator noise coming yeah. from you before. So if we have twenty five beep boop beep boop, um, and I only do that because of Russell from the movie Up, that little that cute little chubby boy who's like the Boy Scout or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he said he's like, I have a GPS. Boop 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 boop. Um, anywho, if we, it, I'm, I don't expect us to put together twenty five pounds, but if we put together a good bag, I mean, I think we'd need probably twenty. But on this lake, it's legitimately actually possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there are some. Freaking pig, tuna fish, slaunch, fence panda swimming around down there. Well, what was big fish today? 529, I think. Five, yeah, nine, yeah, yeah, over five and a quarter for a small yeah. jaw, which is just like our buddy Joe caught a five, two or whatever and five, didn't five. win big fish. Yeah. That's dumb. That's Wait, who won? Oh, Sean, 5.29. Sorry, yeah. I'm just looking at the <laughs> current standing. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I love that. Um, So. Let's do our let's do our final predictions. We don't have to make this one very long because we're going to do another follow up. Uh, we'll probably do that next week at some point. Um, we'll have the <clears throat> if you can, we'll have the Lafonts come to the studio and then we'll flip it. Nate will be the one that calls in and we'll we'll go through the final how it shook out. Um, give us some final predictions, Lafonts. Where are you going to end up? What's tomorrow going to look like? I'm going to stay optimistic. Love Positive, because it's always worth the effort. It right? is. Yeah, it actually sad. is. I like yeah. that. Uh, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna crack them. I think we're gonna get a good, good. dig. And I don't know if it'll be enough to make the money because we need what we need eighteen just going off with you know thirty two pounds. Right. From, yeah. But I think we're gonna get them better than we did today. Yeah, I think you are too. I like that. I don't know. Um, I think we're gonna do. I don't think we're gonna do worse. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to do worse. <laughs> no, it would not be. that hard. You act no, like you struck out. You have to be like 14 pounds is not, yeah. again, on this lake, it's not amazing, but 14 pounds is not striking out. I think I think we're going to do better. boy. I like it. How much better? Come on. Come on. How much better? 17. Nice. But what if 
Ooh. What if? What if? But what if? That 17. <laughs> what if? What if? <laughs> what if? Dude, I saw a movie one time. I can't remember what it is for the life of me. But these people are all arguing, and this one lady said something, and then this other lady kind of like verbally attacked her, and then this guy jumped in to like defend his wife. He's like, look, my wife might not be the smartest. <laughs> and then they all stood there. She's like, and? He goes, no, no, I'm done. No. <laughs> He's like, no, she's just not the smartest. That's Nate's thing. What if? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't have anything. I just wanted to, just wanted to yell what if. I just wanted to be part of the conversation. I wanted to leave you. Yeah. Uh, how about this prediction? Um Will the big fish tomorrow, Sunday, whoever catches it, be bigger than the big fish today? No. No. Here's the deal is it's definitely colder in the forecast tomorrow. You could feel it tonight when we went outside to kind of finish rigging, tackle, and whatever. There's a chill in the air, which makes me want to go hunting. Um, But it... That could be something, um, you know, cold fronts are not usually our friend when fishing. Not typically, no. Um, But with smallmouth, what I will say in my experience is sometimes, because with really, really warm uh, weather and high skies, smallmouth get weird. They get really weird. They'll go, like, they will literally guard rocks. They'll guard laydowns. They'll go shallow, and they'll not necessarily bite anything, but they'll just, like, swim around really fast and act all, like, tough guy, and it's odd. And so sometimes on cold, maybe not right at the edge of a cold front, but sometimes when the water's cold, they get a little more predictable. Um, so who knows? Who knows? If I was going to ask, or if I was going to say my prediction, I, <laughs> all that to say, I agree. I don't think it'll be bigger than uh, over five and a quarter for, for big fish tomorrow. Besides... Um, the 6.1 pound largemouth Nate's going to catch tomorrow. Oh, right, right, right. On Pokagama. Because what yeah. if? Because what if you did? Exactly. What, if? what if you did? Oh, yeah. Uh, man, that's just, that's such a hard fish to beat. Like That's, that's a monster. That's, that's a, that's 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 a big smallmouth. Tank of a this, small is, this isn't Sturgeon Bay. This yeah. isn't the St. Lawrence. This isn't the yes, place. but of, speaking of Sturgeon Bay. Yeah. Uh, 59-pound muskie and a 7-foot, 195-pound sturgeon have been pulled from Poke... How do you say it? Pokegama? Pokegama Lake. So A 59-pound? Yeah, I'm thinking that this... I'm making sure this is the right one, but yeah, it is. What? <laughs> the right state? Not Pokegama yeah. <laughs> in Minnesota? Whoa. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. That is true, though. I will say for muskies... Yeah, this is the right one. It says it's near the... Black lock, lack of flamble. Yeah. Yep, that's it. That's yeah, definitely that's it. it. Wow. I will say yeah, for muskies, sometimes I was just telling Nate about this. My buddy Kelly, his dad has a friend who lives on this teeny, teeny lake in Hayward called Lovejoy. Nobody's heard of it because it's super small. And Kelly and I were out there fishing one time, and there was rumors that there was a giant muskie, but nobody had ever seen it, blah, blah, blah. And we were throwing topwaters and bucktails, and we raised it up, and it was deep into the 50s deep into the 50 inches and just as wide as you can imagine in a small lake. So I do think sometimes muskies will kind of bully status. They'll go into a smaller body of water and just be the dude, you know, like be the enforcer. I don't know if I want to give everybody all this juice right now. So Mark and Easton plug your ears. Wait, can you hear me? Yeah, they can hear you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, It says some of the best fishing spots include the mid-lake rock bars, the sand bars, the inlet. Weed edges, drop-offs, and fallen trees. Live bait, jigs, spinners, crankbaits, and soft plastics are all good baits to try. Good luck fishing. So, <laughs> Where are you reading this from right now? I don't know what it is. Oh, well, I, I do appreciate it's the and report. Rock bars are kind of what we're looking for. Rock bars have been our juice uh, for our three pounds that we brought to weigh in today. Going back to this 50-inch go. muskie. Yeah. This is one of our conversations on the boat, I think today or yesterday, 
what would win? 50-inch pike, 50-inch muskie. Like in a fight? Yeah, like they're going at each other. I think the pike, they're they're just the most ruthless. See, I went muskie. I think muskie are tougher animals, but like pike are just so mean and aggressive. And What my thought was is muskies are like perceived as a lot bigger because they're a lot more rare. Yeah, they're definitely more rare. But I mean a 50-inch pike, Yeah, then things are huge. Yeah, over in Europe. Yeah, over in Europe, people really target those big pike. It's crazy, mm-hmm. and they get big, thick, really like big. just chunky, monkey. Scary. Yeah, scary on, and that's that's like my that's the word, Lola, that I always say when I'm musky fishing. I want to catch a scary fish. Number one, scary because it's so big, has big teeth, whatever, yeah. and then also scary because it's so rare. Like, dear God, please don't let me lose this. Like, it's so fun. I I have to almost like not musky fish, or I just get obsessed. It's so easy to go like off the deep end with musky stuff. And now that I work at Shields, um, I could get I could get more stuff for musky oh fishing. Oh boy, Nate, do you want to just ditch this and go musky fish tomorrow? I mean, it sounds like we're going to be on the lake to the do spot, it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, see? yeah, for sure. Hey, the last time I caught a big musky, I was drop shotting. So, oh yeah, and you caught. But you just like put that in your bag. If you like, I know you don't want to keep muskies, but like, if you put a, a, put a, put a 50 inch muskie in your live well, like wrapped up like a soft serve cone, <laughs> like just turn in circles like a notice. coiled up rattlesnake. Yeah. yeah. They're like, your bag is 47 pounds. What the? Yeah. And I'm like, Nate, you'd get that one out of the well. I'm not putting my hand in there. I'm not getting my finger bit it off. All right. Give us a prediction, Nate, before we close it up. Before we close up shop, um, how are we going to do tomorrow? Do we make the run to Pokegama? Do we stick to the don't go chasing waterfall? Please what, stick to what the, just happened? Please stick to the rock humps and the drops that going. you're used to. That was, oh I mean, the ending was decent. But it makes sense because like, please yeah, stick to the waters sure. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to stick to the waters we know? Or are we going to go chasing waterfalls like TLC? I think we're going to go chasing waterfalls. Uh, and uh, then we'll probably end yeah. up back on Who are the you? stuff that we know. Are you left eye or chili or T-Boz? Oh, my gosh. Left eye for sure. Okay, I'll be T-Boz because she has like the deep manly voice. Right. Hey, Nate, let's go catch some fish. <laughs> that was dope, dude. That was That's really awesome. good. I wish our soundboard had like an auto-tune processor or something. Uh, I think we're going to catch them tomorrow. I, I in my prediction, um, I think we're going to do similar to what we did today. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're going to do a little bit better, not enough to like make waves and go crazy. I'd say maybe 15 pounds or something, 14 pounds. Um, but I think we're going to have some freaking fun tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Definitely going to have a good time. We always do. Um, yeah. All fishing is fun fishing. So all fishing is fun fishing. Yeah. And if it's not, what are you doing? <clears throat> Um, exactly yeah yeah let's get after it so that's it lola thank you for calling thank you for being a part of your podcast um, <laughs> thanks for having me guys yeah we think you're the best and i wish we had some puerto rican stew although our burgers were really really good sounds like the boy ate all the stew yeah sounds like gus yeah, ate all the stew there's he's, just a little left but he'll probably eat as it big tomorrow. as i am um <laughs> lafonts tomorrow be safe have yes, fun get on them always fish cleaner than you did today you can do it um, we fished clean today. Like we didn't really even lose anything. We caught fifty fish, and I don't think anything we set the hook on we didn't catch. I got bit That's off awesome. by a muskie or a pike or something twice, and other than that, like everything we set the hook on, we got into the boat. It just wasn't the right ones. And I do think there's some truth and some not truth in the idea that like if you're catching fish, like uh, Mark Zona would like sing it. You don't leave fish to find fish, but. I also don't think there's some truth in that because like if like in that that spot we were at on uh, interlock and we caught 
20 fish in 10 minutes on drop shots in like 25 feet of water. And you could see them on live scope, just dotted dit, 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 all over the and place. We, and we fished it the day before. Yeah. And, and the same thing. Exactly the same so thing, yeah. fun. Like that. I mean, that'd be the dopest spot to bring your kids to. Yeah, for sure. Because you're, you're going to get into them, but they're not fish. They're going to, so you had to leave those fish yeah. to find fish. I don't know if I still agree with the idea I had a long time ago. Like if you catch enough of them, there's going to be a big one sooner or later. I don't think that's true. I just don't. I, th- I think usually big fish travel in schools of big fish if they're schooled up and little fish travel in schools of little fish if they're schooled up. Sometimes you might have a little variance, but in those we were catching today, there's no chance I was pulling a five pound smallmouth out of there. No, no, no. So anyway, no. there it is. <laughs> All right. Thank you to anybody who's listening. We appreciate the fire out of you. We'll update you as soon as the Derby is done and we re-record. So as we stop this now, we'll be going into day two up on, uh, Locked to Flambeau, Wisconsin, um, Fence Lake and Interlochen and Crawling Stone and Pokegama and there's a couple more, but yeah, I don't know what they're just is. all kind of yeah. linked together. I have yeah. no paint left on my skeg because you have to go through these like eight inch deep areas. It's all sand. It's not going to mess your boat up at all, but it it's crazy um, to get through these teeny little narrow passes yeah. and um we're gonna have some fun tomorrow night let's get after them yeah you guys are gonna do great Ready. good luck all thank right. you Thanks thank you guys all right positivity is worth the effort peace peace, peace. love you bye all right, this is it this is the uh the after after so we fished for i guess i guess you guys fished Mark Eastone, you are now here in our garage in our right. studio in Strom, Wisconsin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Nate, we got you in Davenport, Iowa. You there? I am here. Sitting you are in there. Davenport, Iowa. Yes. Lovely. Hi, Nate. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh so how many how many days did y'all pre fish this thing? Two. Two days. Two. So y'all had four days of fishing. Yeah, Nate right. and I had three total. And this is it. This is the whole kit and caboodle. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to go over our predictions, whether we'd be, I said whether, whether we'd be, whether we'd be in the money. What you talking yeah. about over there? <laughs> uh, whether or not we would be in the money, whether we would put five fish in the boat. And that was like my biggest goal um, this year with Bass Attack was just to put a limit on every derby. And I already messed that up on the second uh, well, I guess it was the first river derby, but it got rescheduled. So the second time we did it, uh, we only had three, which sucked. We caught so many fish, but just not enough good ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so predictions and, and how it went. And we have the LaFonts here before and after. After we have Lola here in person. So basically just from the last <laughs> one, we just switched because Lola was on the phone there. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Nate was in person. Uh, we talked about this briefly on our last episode with uh, the new friend. I, I would definitely call him a homie at this point. Totally. Colin Tweeten. Um, we talked about how we had that podcast in the hotel and like, there was no room. Like no, we were just wedged in there. And at one point um, I went to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night because I'm 91 years old and I have to pee every four. <laughs> It's seconds. so true. I'm like, what? Why is the light on? Yeah, it's, I hate it. It's, it's so. And I've always had a really small bladder. Like when I was little, like when we would go on family road trips, my dad would be like, "Don't even look at water. Like, don't even think about drinking. Like, here, eat some like Gardettos or something salty. Like, damn up your bladder." But anyway, um, I would get up to go to the bathroom at the Skylark Motel. Shout out. That was good. Thank that was so really much. good timing. Thank you. Uh, and I had to like ballet dance tiptoe around like the studio equipment and i'm like 
and it was all awkward. Did you stub your toe or anything? No, I just peed all the floor. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to make it, so I just let it <laughs> yeah. rip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It didn't really matter. I wondered why my mic was smelly. That's why. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I don't drink enough water. <laughs> so I think I've said this, probably not on the podcast. I think I've said it in real life to various human beings. I want so badly to be at a saltwater beach with homies. Oh and my have gosh. somebody get stung by a jellyfish. That was like one of the first things you said to me when we first started talking. You're For like, real? Yes. You're like, you ever you get stayed. stung, yeah. I will pee on I you. I want to pee I'm on like, somebody I'm like, oh my so gosh. Like, this is like, weird. Not like R. Kelly. You, did you hear what like, you just said? Yeah. I want to pee on yeah. somebody so bad. I just Honey. think it'd be, uh, number one. Okay, so <laughs> oh here's, the, here's, the two, oh, here's the two funny scenarios <laughs> with me sweating. peeing on someone. Number one is I pee on you and then like, like let's say you get stung on the leg, E-Stone, and I just whiz all over your leg you know and then it like stops hurting and then it's like oh dude thanks for peeing on me or the funnier the even funnier scenario is you get like i don't know you get stung by like a, a stingray and you're like oh my leg and i just start peeing on you and you're like no no it's a stingray i'm like well i've already started it's too late it's too late to cut it no, off midstream yeah, oh I guess I could point it somewhere else, but I'm not gonna, cannot, just to make sure. I just snorted. I just think it'd be the funniest thing ever to like have somebody be like, like a whole bunch of people lined up on a beach and hopefully there's not a ton of people around, but just a bunch of your friends and your buddy's like, oh, my foot. And then you start peeing on him. Yeah. Like maybe he cut his foot on a, a seashell, a she-shell. A she-shell. But yeah, anyway. Oh, uh, so honey. yeah, it was, it was, it was a dope trip. Nate, did you enjoy this, this tournament, this trip? Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it all the the camaraderie with with the fellas was was awesome. The uh, yeah. the hotel was really cool. Motel, yeah, uh, little little scenic, little Skylark. Uh, yeah, Skylark. That was a cool little spot. Um, it was for sure. And then you know the fishing obviously got got better for us as as we kind of started to figure it out. But it was yeah. Yeah, it was fun fun derby all around. Yeah, it was cool just hanging out with people in the parking lot, hanging out uh, with Joe and. Um, what was homeboy's name? Justin, Ryan, Jason, 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 Jason with the, the purple Triton, mm-hmm. just people who are just really sorry, Jason. I don't know if you listen to this or not. Um, not trying to disrespect you and forget your name at all. I apologize, but just cool being around people who are yeah. just same kind of like-minded people, chill attitudes. Nobody's acting like they're too cool for school. Nobody's acting like they're too good. Like even, um, after the first day, Joe just, Sacked him up. He had yeah, over yeah. twenty, right? No, he had no. nineteen. Oh, okay, flirting. I guess, yeah, yeah, right, right on that precipice right. of twenty pounds, which is always like the sort of to me. I've done that a few times, gone over twenty, never here, but over twenty, like in um, Texas. Uh, but that's like the sort of almost mythical number. Yeah. Like when Lola will pack me like a, a lunch to throw in the boat, she'll put a note in it, like go get twenty pounds, or or she'll text me like get a twenty pound bag. Like twenty is like. 20 like that's the number dude uh and he caught like 20 basically and he's not acting too cool for school he's showing us what hooks he's using he's showing us what uh, worms was he using a big bite bait um yeah their new drop shot yeah the drop shot one not the smallie smasher but the whatever it kind of looks like the flat nose minnow worm deal from what's that called nate i know you know that bait yeah the berkeley uh berkeley flat worm is what it looks like it's big bite bait uh sensation 
golly, I can't think of what it's yeah, called. I know, because you right had some in the, the boat. Here, yeah, you had some in I the do, boat. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but it looks a lot like it. The the composition yeah. is a little different, like the like the texture of it, like the, the, the hardness, the density, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Um, but yeah, just the coolest vibes with everybody there. And then um, after day one, apparently we didn't get enough fishing in, and so we <laughs> went and tried to fish at a pond across the road at the hospital um, and <laughs> caught absolutely nothing. Um, okay. We did, it was me, Eastone, and Nate, just like a bunch of eight-year-olds. Like, water, I've got a fishing pole. <laughs> like, <laughs> we just went over there, and it was dope, because, yeah. like, who knows if we would have just smoked them. Exactly. So what did you bring, Eastone? What did you bring over there? I brought a frog and yeah. a belly-weighted swim bait, I think. There it is, yeah. And you caught how many fish? Zero. Okay, yeah. And how <laughs> but many? But wait, did you have fun? The adventure was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I exactly. like that. Like, yeah. Who can, we got time right now. Like, we're just kind of chilling. Like, let's just go over there. Uh, Mark decided not to come. Um, he said he was scared of ticks. Well, no, he didn't say that. Super scared. Yeah. It was, I believe it, I needed to shower because I couldn't stand myself. Ticks are yeah. gross. It was really ticky, though. And the funny yeah, thing was. was, it was in the parking lot of a hospital, and there was a big sign. It was like the tick center. And then we're like, oh, well, we'll just go fish the tick <laughs> center. <laughs> I don't think I got anything on me. I'm not sure. Okay. But, you know, whatever. Right. So I might need you to inspect me. Oh, Lola. Okay. Yeah. I was like, me too. Yeah. And then, yeah I went way too long in the gap of who I yeah. saw there. But I mean, anyway, you had eye contact with me, but no. How one many? See okay. That. So you didn't catch any fish, Eastone. How many bedded deer did you spook? Uh, two or three. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> like gosh. in the reeds, like two feet from us, they'd hop up and look at us. Like, what are you doing here? I'm like, dude, hey. Wow. Yeah. There were these deer in that area. What's that town called? That was Woodruff. Woodruff, Woodruff, Wisconsin. And there's like these deer that are basically like. That's- Pets right wow. behind, right behind. I, I'm trying to think. I guess it would be to the east of our hotel. There was like a karate dojo yeah. <laughs> center, okay. and these deer kept on walking back and forth in front of like the windows of like the karate dojo, like right on, like like hooves clopping on the sidewalk of the like. Oh my gosh! In the windows. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm just waiting for somebody to come out and karate them or something, <laughs> you know. Poor little buddies. Yeah, like, get out of here, dear black belt chop, or something. Wow. Is but that a thing? It didn't happen. Okay. Uh, and what's-his-face is a, is a black belt. Jason, yeah. Yeah, Jason's said. a black belt, oh. so he, he should have he should have fought him. He should have fought the deer. Fought the deer? Yeah, because okay. they look like they're... What'd you say? You cut out. Oh, no. We always got them technical difficulties, boy. Nate, either. Oh, no. He's must, telling his story right now to nobody. He, yeah. he must have gotten he must have gotten taken over by the biker gang. A little bit ago, before we got Nate on the line, a biker gang went by his house in Davenport. And now, what the the extended network we talked about? Oh, am I? Oh, I might be. Yeah, it might be me. Hey, good looking out, Nate. Sorry, it's so late in the game. So, inside info on my level of professionalism here on the Tackle and Tacos podcast is i have two networks one in my house and one out in my garage and if i don't connect to one in my garage my internet goes right down the pooper and i was not connected to the one in my garage <gasps> nate you're so smart nate you be smart don't get beat up by that biker gang we need you uh, right yeah i had a feeling i'm sitting here in the garage and i'm like i have a router that i'm right next to yeah it's yeah. me it's me i'm sorry nate so what were you saying did you tell like a really good juicy story or what happened out. no way <laughs> we gotta we gotta show our unprofessionalism perfect no i didn't say anything too juicy or or riveting it was just uh saying that that jason could have could have put the work in on those yeah. deer although they were uh 
they were pretty quick. They, they got across that busy road uh, yeah. quite swiftly. Yeah. Uh, he better he better watch out, though, Jason, because he doesn't know. I, I trained for two seasons in the Octagon and developed a style called Rex Quando. Oh, my God. <laughs> you think anybody thinks I'm a failure because I go home to Starl at night? Forget about it. Oh, my God. My eight-week <laughs> program. Sorry, that guy's the funniest dude in that whole movie. Like, it's such a random deal. Um, all right, so let's jump into it. Let's actually talk about fishing. This is this this podcast is going to end up being like a straight up Lord of the Rings like director's cut. It's going to be four hours long. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, what is it, The Return of the King, where it ends thirty one times, mm-hmm. like it fades to black over, mm-hmm. and people are going to be like, "This episode is so long." They're going to um, love it. They're going to eat it up, just like Frodo and Sam on the mountain. Yeah. Getting getting rescued by the eagle. Yes. Anyway, I mean. um, so uh, Mark knows what I'm talking about. Mark's a nerd oh, too. Yeah. I know yeah. you guys are so cute. Harry Potter's better. No, Ooh, I do love no. Harry. Potter. Harry Potter's dope. Uh, I like Harry Potter a lot. They're just very different. Did you guys ever see that one? Uh, we're gonna go full blown nerd right now. It's oh. your fault, Eastone. Okay. Did you ever see that one meme that showed like um, uh, the Twilight movies, and it was like however many movies, no Oscars, and then it showed like Harry Potter, and it was like, however many movies, no Oscars, and then it shows like the Lord of the Rings cast, like acting all goofy, and mm-hmm. it was like three rings, like nineteen Oscars or something. Oh like my gosh. they've won, it's won so many awards, just Crazy. like yeah. It's I mean they're just really. They're all in that same nerdery, but they're just really, really well done. But yeah. um, all right, let's get into the fishing. So, you guys—it would have been yesterday, the first day. What was y'all's total again? We had just over fourteen pounds. Yeah. The first just day. over fourteen. Yeah, Nate and I. What did we have? Twelve and a half, twelve seven, something like that. Nate. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was a hair under twelve and a half. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember exactly. And just really quick, yes or no, Nate? Would you say that? In that first day of fishing, that Saturday, would you say that we had them figured out? Um, no, not at all. No, mm-hmm. we, yeah, yeah, we we scrambled quite a bit to to get what we caught, and yeah, even uh, you know, even had to settle for uh, for a couple largemouth in the bag. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that didn't didn't help at all. Yeah, no. And um, would you guys, Mark and Eastone, would you say that first day? Would you say you were on a pattern or had them figured out? Or I know well, the other thing that's tough, and I think we talked about this on the other two, the before and after, not this after. But you guys smashed them in practice. We did great yeah, practices, yeah. even to the point where you caught a four and a four and a half on a spot that I think you blanked on in this tournament yeah. overall. Mm-hmm. But weird. even after catching that's those so two weird. fours, y'all rolled out. You yeah. didn't wear them out. You no. caught a couple and like, okay, geez, get out of here. Yeah. And then, so would you say after all that, like in the derby, you were on them, you had a pattern or? No. After the first day, no, we were. Clueless. Yep. We Hmm. thought we had a good pattern going. Yeah. And it didn't translate into tournament day. So, yeah. Okay. No. I have a question with what Nate just said. And we even had a couple largemouth in there. It sounded like a negative thing. Why is that? But tell me why. You guys want to tackle that? Because they they just don't run as big. The smallmouth oh, win every tournament. Yeah, over here. in that area. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I told Mark on the way up there because he was like, "Where are you guys at?" I think it was on the on the drive up. And I said, "Well, Nate and I were thinking maybe we'll put five fish in the box and then we'll go fish docks and just see if we might find a big one." Yeah, you know, because you know, they said, "Oh, there's fish under every dock," and there almost literally was, mm-hmm. almost okay. literally was. Uh, but not good fish, and the fish under the docks were largemouth. I don't want to sound ignorant, but isn't like weight? Weight is weight, right? Like yeah. the fish itself mm-hmm. doesn't 
matter, but no, smallmouth, you prefer. Okay. Yes. Okay. I mean, like two, I mean, two smallmouth out there would equal five largemouth. I correct. see. Yeah, just I see. Okay. Wise. That helps yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, there's lakes that some dudes will fish, not around here, um, but you know, like black bass is what you are legally allowed to catch. So that could be smallmouth, that could be largemouth, that could be spots, they call them spotted bass, which kind of look like a blend of the two. They look like a narrowed snout largemouth or, um, you know, um, okay. what's that other strain of bass? Um, Ah, gosh, dog, it starts with a C. I'm so stupid. But anyway, it doesn't matter. As long as, long as it's a black bass, yeah, you can put it in your bag. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. But on, on that body of water, I, I literally don't think it's possible to win or even get in the money with just largemouth. Unless you okay. have, like, a little spot that no one knows about. Yeah, unless you got some okay. really yeah. secret juice. Okay. Yep. All yep. right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so th- that just means, like, you know, I got largemouth. Dang it. I don't have a very good bag. Mm. And and even like the one the one large mouth we did pick up and we talked about this on the last little section um that I caught skipping a um jackhammer jackhammer under a dock was a pretty good large mouth, probably two and a half, like a stout little pretty large mouth, we but had, just not good yeah, enough. We had one large mouth in the bag that we called out a small mouth with at the end. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's how small our small mouth was. But it's yeah. probably a two and a half pounder somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean there's some good ones in there, but yeah. then there's just really big small mouth mm-hmm. in that lake. I mean there's okay. how many I don't know how many ended up after the two days over five were caught, but it was Four. a few. Four was it? I mean, that's with, with that many boats on a lake that to me fish is kind of small in terms of spots mm-hmm. to yeah. pull out four or five pounders. Like that's pretty legit. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the, the small mouth are, are, are chunky little mamas in there. So um, I asked you the question of, do you think you had it figured out? Because um, I wanted to follow it up with what was your strategy coming into day two? And did you stick to it? I don't think we really had a strategy. No, we, we went over in Defense Lake, which we know much better, because the first day we started on Crawling Stone on that spot the where spot we had, where you the had four had, pounders. Yeah. yeah. Caught a couple small ones, not even legals, leasing it on a jerk bait. Okay. So then, the, of course, the orders are flipped, so we could get our spot on Fence Lake the next day. Wait, day which two. day did you catch them on jerk baits? Day two. Oh, you did? Well, I caught a couple on day two. I caught some on both days. Oh, you so, did? Yeah. Okay, even if you don't catch good ones, though, isn't smallmouth jerk bait fishing about one of the funnest things in the world? Especially there, because... You constantly move it. Yeah, and they will rip it yeah. out of your hands. I mean, they will pull the rod out of your hands when they hit it. it was, yeah, Even it was little guys. Bite. Yeah, so fun. Keep going. Sorry. So they flip-flop the order, you know, your takeoff order, and we got our spot on day two on fence, and it pretty much started like day one. We had a fish come off right away, and I think we only caught, well, we caught two fish yeah. off that spot. So even, even going in to day two, we figured, well, they, the fish were still there. Yeah. Like, on the spots we were fishing, we just couldn't give them a bite. Yeah, we yeah. didn't know. And were no. you confident they were there just from history? Or were you seeing them on live? Seeing them on live. History okay. and seeing them. Well, the one place on Crawling Stone we hadn't fished until practice. Okay. Yeah. And we saw them there. They were stacked in there, and we threw everything at them. That's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's so frustrating. That's sort of like, that's sort of like, um, where is he? That buck that's in the corner. Um, the day that I shot that buck, it was like, Eight o'clock in the morning, and that was like the ninth buck I had seen that day because it was like rut and they're running all mm-hmm. over. But where they kept on running to wasn't anywhere near where I was, but they kept coming to this one spot. And I'm like, dude, I should make a move over there because I can dag them, see the things, but I can't get them to come down here and whatever. And I'm just like, Ugh. so like seeing them, but not being able to do anything about yeah. it was torture. And I'm just right. si- the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm second guessing, should I move? Should I not? Should I move? Should I not? And I'm just not feeling settled. I'm not feeling comfy. And I, you know, I ended up getting lucky. He came right across the field, but with live sometimes when you can see them, 
and you can't get them to bite, it makes it so much harder to like, do I just up I and go like somewhere else? I feel like I'm like so stubborn yeah. that I'd be like, I, I can see you. There's I'm going to catch you. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's what I told Easton. I said, we can't get caught up in this, seeing them and not yeah. catching mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And we would stay and we would stay. And then finally, like, we got to do something else. Yeah. Like yeah. And, and we probably like, wasted time on fish that weren't biting. Well, it's but. like, you see dudes doing that, like sight fishing during the spawn. Like mm-hmm. there are some fish that will be on beds that like, you cannot, I don't care yeah. how many times you hit it in the tail, how many times it spins, you won't get her to fire up and bite. And dudes will waste hours, hours yeah. on a single Unless fish. Unless you're Mike Long. Well, yeah. yeah, you can just throw on a treble hook and just <laughs> snag the, the fart out of it and uh, hope you're not getting videotaped and <laughs> right. whatever. Um, yeah, that's the dirtiest. Man, what Very a dirt bag. Yeah. Um, Mike Long, if you're hearing this right now, please turn this off. I don't want you as a listener. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. No. Um, sincerely yours, Jordan. Sincerely and yours, F off. The, the entire. Stay out of Wisconsin. Um, anyway, um, sorry. All right, sorry. <laughs> uh, so what did you end up doing? So you caught two. How did you catch the two? What did you catch them on? Were they good? Well, I caught the first one. first one got off, and it felt like yeah. a good one, our starting spot. But then this one I caught, the keeper, I just threw two, saw it on live, threw to it, and it was butt bit right away. Okay. And then I think we caught some shorts, and then Easton, why don't you tell them what you caught yours on? I don't remember. The crankbait. Oh, yeah. What? Just, you did? I didn't know you caught it on a crankbait. Just decided mm-hmm. to throw yeah. it on because nothing yeah. else is getting bit. Like third cast, I got bit with it. Yes, dude. And he, it was funny because he's like, I don't know what a bite feels like. I'm like, well, they hit it hard. <laughs> and as soon as he said it, he just loads up Porn? on the rod. Yeah. <laughs> he just smashed it. Yeah. yeah. that's. I'm laughing right now because, not laughing at them, but I, they know that I'm a pretty giant fan of square bills and crankbaits and deep cranks mm-hmm. and mid-range, and I love crankbait fishing, and they don't do it that much. And so for them to do that, that's like that's really exciting mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, that's I did it cool. at, uh, that's how desperate we were. <laughs> <laughs> I did it at the flowage too, and I caught some. I caught quite a few fish. Yeah, yeah. I think Craig. I mean, I just think you know any. I I I make fun of Eastone a little bit, not make fun of, but mess with him about Carolina rigging because I don't really Carolina rig. I think it's boring. I think it's an old man's game. Whatever. But like the truth is. Catching fish is fun. Yeah. yeah. So, so does it work? Yeah, okay. Exactly. Exactly. Does it work? Will it work right now? Am I going to be that dude like like Ishman Rowe, which no diss to him. That's one of my favorite fishermen. Um, but, you know, I shared this on a podcast once, how he fishes to his strengths. Like he won't even bring spinning rods half the time in his right. boat. And you might be like, dude, what? You can't finesse fish then? Whatever. He f- fishes how he wants to fish. Mm-hmm. And part yeah. of me is like, why? And part of me is like, I respect that. Yeah. Um, but if it's a derby and like, they're like, Oh yeah, man, everybody's catching them Carolina rig and nobody's catching them anyway else. I can sit there and try and force feed them the square bill or force feed them the jackhammer, the Ned, whatever. Why would you not use what works? So I make yeah. fun of Carolina rigging, but it really is. I mean, it's a, it's a cool way to fish. In a recent uh, issue of Bassmaster magazine, they had a whole article about young guys. I think it was like, young men i think the title is like young men throwing the old rig or something mm-hmm. and you know when i was telling easton that's what guys used before all these high-tech sonars and stuff yeah. just to figure out bottom yep. you know is it rock is it yep. mud is there wood down there that was their locator basically yeah. for bottom contact huh. yeah and it's so much easier nowadays too with uh with tungsten yeah, being able to drag tungsten around you can you can really tell what the bottom yeah. bottom's made up of so that's great yeah do you use tungsten on your carolina rig yeah you do yeah yeah I, uh, I've heard different things. I just don't throw it enough to really say like, here's what I do. I do have a sea rig tied on the boat that I, 
I think I did throw actually. I didn't catch anything on it, but I think I probably gave up on it. Like, oh, I tried after like one cast. <laughs> eh, this sucks. I knew it. Um, but I've heard different things from different dudes. I want to hear your opinion on this Eastone. And then if you, you throw it too, Mark, mm-hmm. um, or you, Nate, I don't know how much you throw the Carolina rig. Uh, I've heard that tungsten can almost be too sensitive sometimes to like where dudes are feel like I've heard, I know dudes have said that about drop shotting that a tungsten weight is almost too ticky tacky touchy feel everything and it throws you off whereas like sometimes you don't want to know every little minutia of bump of whatever i i don't think we've used anything besides tungsten okay yeah. so we don't i use like the first time i threw carolina rig i think i used a lead. brass weight or something oh, sure. yeah, something. brass is kind of the classic yeah. yeah which is still better than lead so right yeah but sensitivity wise at least at fence where i use it a lot it didn't really matter to me. Okay. I could, like the bite there was pretty noticeable. Yeah. You could feel them tug back most yeah. of the time. So it didn't really matter that much. But okay. But I haven't thrown it a whole ton either. Yeah. Mark, anything? Any any secrets? What what weights were y'all throwing? Like what size was your weight? Are you Half ounce. Are you using a clacker? What style of sinker are you using? We were using a clacker, but they break a lot. On the on the rocks. Oh sure. The, the bead you're talking about. Yeah. Or the well, there's I mean there's the, the brass bead. Uh, there's the little brass yeah. cylinder thing too. So we tried it both ways and um, yeah, the beads beads break either on the rocks or when you're sure. casting and the yeah. weight smashes them or something. Okay. And then we use like barrel weights, so yeah. it's like got the flat on both sides. Have you tried regular like flipping bullet weights? Yeah, I've heard that works get, well too for coming through stuff sometimes. You just gotta turn it around. Okay. Yeah, they kind of like yeah. dig into the rocks and stuff. Oh, uh, with the nose like yeah. that. Yeah. So sure. if you turn it around, it'll kind of roll over up better. Over it. Yeah. yeah. If anybody's listening to this podcast and doesn't know what a Carolina rig is, um, I think that's awesome. If you don't, like, I think that's great. Uh, I hope there are people listening who are either newish to bass fishing or want to learn new stuff. Carolina rig is a really old method where we can get into the details, but there's no real need. Um, essentially, you have usually a bait casting rod kind of longish, medium heavy. Some dudes will throw heavy even um, with like a fast action tip, which again, that's just how far down the rod the bend starts. Moderate's longer down the rod. Fast is a little higher. Extra fast is way at the tip where it really bends. Um, And then they're throwing like a heavy weight, like a half ounce or maybe even more if you're fishing really deep. And then a swivel of some sort, usually like a barrel swivel. And then from the barrel swivel, depending on the depth, they'll run 24 inches, 18 what do you guys run your leader length i usually go i'll spin it around a couple times and then as soon as it hits the where the line goes into the thing that's okay. where i'll stop i don't okay. measure it at all yeah I yeah it's kind of by make, feel make sure it goes there and yeah so the line's not over the place i'd say it's probably 18 to 24 inches yeah i think that's kind of the standard yeah. yeah so anywhere from 18 24 maybe some dudes will throw it longer and you can always tell when somebody's throwing it because it almost looks like people who are using minnows on a bobber setup like mm-hmm. the way they cast it because it's not a snappy cast it's like a long yeah. like a heave like a slow catapult um and then you know so you have that line come out most dudes now will use a um wide gap hook some people use a flip in most People use a wide gap for weedlessness. And then you just throw on your favorite whatever. You can throw a craw lure or the old school is like a floating lizard. That's I love. I still have a package. I need to get more of the Jean LaRue floating lizards. They are so soft. And so the idea is that as you cast it, the sinker is bouncing on the bottom, getting you in bottom contact. And then that lure is up above it, kind of behind it. Most lures now, they're not really above. They're just kind of behind, they're kind of dragging behind. And you can either reel it real slow or you can do like sweeping motions. Like like if you cast at 12 o'clock, you kind of sweep it over to like 3 o'clock and then you reel in your slack. And then you pull it over to 3 o'clock and then you reel in your slack. 
and it's really, really not a very fast way to fish, but no. you can cover a lot of water with it, and it just works. And and like any rig, you can do all kinds of cool modifications. You can try a different hook. You can try a different lure. Um, dudes will use, like, brush hogs, or dudes will use uh, Christy Cross. Dudes will use dudes will use Cinco's, like a straight rigged worm. Um, mm-hmm. You can really throw anything you want on there. Um, and although I make fun of it, people call it the ball and chain. It, it catches fish. I've seen a hook out there a weight that actually had a hook in it because guys would say well the fish are biting the the weight Mm -hmm. instead of the bait so there's actually a hook that comes up out of the weight oh that's funny yeah yeah that is the thing that happens too and the other thing i'll ask you all about this um do you guys ever have because it's a pretty common deal i know it used to be and i'm pretty sure it still is on the carolina rig because you're pulling it in kind of slowish um sometimes you won't know that fish is there or you'll think you're like that video you guys just put out um uh, you'll think you're snagged oh, and it's actually a fish. Yeah. And so like, sometimes fish will get gut hooked, which doesn't actually mean in their guts. It just means it's kind of down deeper in the throat, which is obviously not good for the fish. Mm-hmm. Do you guys run into that much throwing Carolina rigs? I had it happen once at fence and I just cut it and threw it back right away. Okay. Yeah. That's probably smart. But other than that, most of the bites were pretty solid. If it was like a seven and a half pound small mouth, would you have just cut it and thrown it back? Well, it wasn't during the tournament. So. Okay. <laughs> no. I actually seen Welcher cut his drop shot today and Who? put it in Kyle Welcher. Oh, the tournament oh, oh. Today. Yep, yep, yep. He cut it and just threw it in the live well, which Did he? I think, I don't know. Do they have to take that out before they weigh the fish then? I'm, not? Kinda, I'm not sure how that would. I would assume so. Yeah, Probably. No way, there's no way they're just letting that hook sit in there. He's like, oh, sorry, he swallowed my two-ounce tungsten. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a weigh him in. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever works. Um, okay, what about you, Nate? How, how do you do you do you do anything different with your Carolina rig? I I really don't. Um, I don't do much different. Every now and again, instead of like a clacker or something, I will grow like two beads at the top. Yeah, um, above my above my swivel. You know, I guess underneath my weights, I'll do like a, a smaller bead and a and a larger bead. You know, and, and that's really about the only only difference that I do. Um, I don't typically go over twenty. I typically don't go over eighteen inches in a liter. But I again, I don't throw it very often. Okay. Um, not not real not real common for me to throw it. But um, are they right around? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're they're coming. Okay. They're under the biker racers. The one the one thing that we did find out was it Joe or was it you that showed us the bobber stop? Joe. Joe, Joe, but I do that same yeah. thing. And we yep. didn't do that. That's a good tip to protect the knot because we're yep. getting a lot of fraying right there. So yep. and I think yep. that helped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, I do that too. Um, yeah, and again, that's to me, that's one of my favorite things about fishing. That is one of my favorite things about tacos. There's just not really rules. Like, yeah. like I mean, so like the knot that I use to go from braid to floro is called the crazy Alberto knot. The Alberto knot's easy. It works fine. And the crazy version is just another overhand knot in there, just at the very top of it. And when you cinch it all down, it gets really small still. Somebody was like, this works, but I'm going to go ahead and throw me an overhand knot in it to make sure. Like, that's the coolest thing yep. about fishing to me is there's not outside of the obvious DNR sanctioned yeah. rules. There's right. no rules. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to throw something goofy, dope like I, I i shared it on here in the um the frog episode my buddy jake caught like a six something out of um those old uh coal mines where he has land with his family on a frog in like early early april in northern illinois when the water is not really frog and water to most people's minds there's no rules like whatever works you know yeah. like that that's the cool thing about it in a carolina rig you can really you can kind of trick it out and add beads and all kinds of stuff and have fun with it and you know, whatever. So, yeah. 
Um, all right, so you caught two fish, and then what happened? I know, I don't know how much you want to get into this, Marcus Aurelius, but um, you were not feeling super well. I was not. Um, I don't know what the deal was, but I had a headache all day. And Was it PJ's Burger Barn? No, no. I'm not going to blame them because no the burgers way. are awesome. Yeah, that place was dope. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I told Lisa, I'm kind of glad we didn't catch five because then I would have had to go weigh them in. Right. And I was feeling so terrible. I'm like, okay, we got two. We're just going to dump them and we're going to get home. And, yeah. and I for the whole way home, I'm like, I got to stop and, and rest. But I pushed through it just to get home, and I think I crashed pretty early that night. Yeah. Yeah. And weigh-in was kind of a cluster cuss. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I didn't want Which to deal with that either. I honestly think Bass Attack did the best they could do. Um, and I think we already talked about that on here, how uh, the um, the tribe who has whatever legal jurisdiction on the lake we fished, mm-hmm. they wanted it to be a kill tournament because they're trying to get rid of bass to help the walleye population. And there's this teeny little lake that you have to like weave through to go to, but the actual launch area is enough for maybe six boats maybe maybe be tight maybe and so you gotta like weigh in like hop out get a bag weigh in get back out get in your boat and then go take off and let the fish go and then somebody else comes in and so the stinky thing is cats out of the bag we'll let everybody know if you don't know our buddy scotty uh and his partner pretty sure his name is chad um they won the derby Point, point, point. Mm-hmm. I was going to do it, but I wanted to say woohoo. Shout instead. out. Shout <laughs> out. Shout out, Scotty. And this is his This is his first year fishing bass attack. He's a just a good human being. I actually met him um, when we first came up here. I was throwing the talons on the back of Loretta, what's the name of our um, legend. And I got a brand new talon pedal from a tackle warehouse, and it would not, would not, would not link up. And I'm getting so frustrated, whatever. And so I look on Facebook Marketplace, there's somebody selling one. And so I message him. I'm like, hey, man, I can't get mine to um, link up. And he's in Oliva, which is the town right next to us. And I'm like, if um, you bring that over and it links up, I'll buy it from you like straight away. And so he came over with them like, it was like right away. Yeah. Like a half hour. And then it linked up right away. And then we just sat here and talked bass fishing for like an hour in the garage. And then we've just been buddies ever since. And he'll come over and we'll go fish the local lake. And he caught a really big uh, rainbow trout on a rattle trap, which is the first time I've ever seen that in my life. We obviously (laughs) weren't fishing for trout. Um, And he was on them. Mm. I'm talking about on him. And I'm not going to say what he did to catch him because, like, he told me, and I'm not going to say it on this because that's not my fish to to give up the juice on. But he was fishing in a little bit different way than almost everybody else. And that first day, uh, I said, how'd you do? He's like, yeah, we did awesome. And the look on his face, he's just a kid. so sweet. Yeah, excited, humble, that nervousness. And then the next day, uh, because I think he caught almost 22 the first day. And then the next day, I was like, so you get 22 again? He's like, no. I was like, oh, that sucks. He's like, almost 21, though. I was like, you son of a bee. <laughs> you know, and I'm, just, I'm so happy for the dude. So congrats, Scotty. We're, uh, we're so pumped for you to, uh, to win. But uh, what I was going to say is that the way the, the weigh-in worked is we couldn't really even get super, like, celebratory, you know, because usually at a weigh-in, everybody's sitting around mm-hmm. and drinking waters and shooting the breeze, and you're kind of talking junk to each other, like, oh, you ain't catch them, or like, oh, blah, 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 you know, just being silly, having fun. And then whenever the numbers are red, people are like, woo you know like oh winner with big bass with a 5-1 like whoa you know it's just fun yeah like yeah. that you know that an engagement that, sure. and it's just yeah it's, people are taking pictures and you couldn't do that at this tournament and so that that kind of stunk but um mm-hmm. so we couldn't celebrate with scotty but scotto scotty 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 we're pumped for you 
<laughs> we're happy for you. So, um, so y'all rolled out, didn't weigh in the fish. Um, no. And it, after, I mean, this was the biggest disappointment we've had. We talked on the way home about our, how our expectations were so high after yeah. practice. Yeah. Of course. How could we're like, not? Yeah. And we, we told you like, we, you could catch 15 pounds with your eyes closed. Yeah. And, he said that. <laughs> said, it was true during practice. We were just, yeah. you know, everything, everything, everything worked we went out. went to worked, yeah. Yeah, but then come, you know, we didn't have any break-offs. We didn't lose any fish during practice. Yeah. And then come tournament day, I think we lost, each day lost we lost a couple, couple fish. I think you broke off once. Yeah. Um, wow. It was just total backwards. Just, everything uh, that just happens flipped. on tournament day, just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Did you hit any rock piles? No. That's we saw good. some guy hit one, though. It was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. yeah. Some, some, some Nate's laughing. <laughs> a boat with two devilishly handsome black men in it. Yes. Is that what that was? Yeah, boy. Nobody uh, nobody wanted to see us on the water. We looked like just straight gangsters out there. We're like, get off our spot. And they're like, okay. They would just move. Um, I made that up. Uh, Nate, let me ask you this question, homie. Did we, I'm trying to think. I think we did. Did we fish clean, like for both days? Uh, yeah, I think we did. I think at, at the very most, if we had a fish come off, it was like, a, you know, it was a short that we kind of caught, you know, messing around or something, but that yeah. was, we didn't, we didn't have a fish that was, uh, that was keeper even remotely come, coming off. So it was, yeah. we, Uh-oh. it does not always happen that way. Yeah, no, it does not always happen that way. Lola, tell us, do you remember the advice you gave us after day one when we were on the phone and we were like, dude, should we make a run to Pokegama? The oh. Do you remember this? Yes. And what did you say? I said, do it. Yeah. Because what's it going to hurt? And did we like, do it, Nate? We, uh, yeah, we did it. We we ran to Pokegama and sacked them up. Was it worth it? Well, not, not exactly. <laughs> no, not exactly worth it, but... Without a doubt, one of the prettiest lakes I've been on, yeah. and I can't remember how long. The wow. whole area yeah. is just beautiful. The water clarity, the bottom structure, the there's islands just full of pine trees. Like it's pretty. Man, it was a pretty spot, wasn't it, Nate? It was. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. Um, like you said, the 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 bottom composition, uh, the rises, the humps that we yeah. fished. Uh, yeah. you know, grassy edges like it was it was really cool some of those backwater coves with yeah. the you know steep banks and yeah it was it was a, it was a sweet little lake yeah it really was cool and here's a here's a testament or uh whatever you want to say one of the things that we talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, on the podcast was how to figure out new waters and i said there's this sort of thing that needs to happen where if you're finding stuff on a map it's always really good to get there and actually look at it because it might look different than you thought it was i mean to your eye or to the, you know, side down live sonar. Um, and in this instance, it was just different. So like a lot of the humps, um, that we were fishing, if they weren't mostly rock, they didn't really have smallmouth on them. And like Lola was asking, you couldn't really win this derby on largemouth. And a couple of the humps we went to on Pokegama on the, on the maps, they said like, rock or scattered rock or gravel or whatever and we got there and it was straight weeds mm -hmm. Whoa. just straight weeds and so obviously i'm sure at some point it was rock but yeah. now it's not weird and so there's something about like going and seeing it for yourself and like there's this one so we went to Bakegama, set up on this one um hump started catching fish almost immediately there's a funny video that we put out of nate he's saying 
go go find your mother or go tell your mother to come bite or what'd you say nate something like that uh yeah something like uh go tell you go tell your mother to come back <laughs> <laughs> that was it it was like i was watching the video again go tell your mother to come back so we started catching fish off that hump like immediately i was catching them on uh spinnerbait omega bass spinnerbait uh nate was catching them drop shotting um, I think I caught one jerk baiting. I can't remember. We were catching them, but they're all just small, large mouth. And so that was very much a, you don't, you don't leave fish to find fish unless they're the wrong ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these were the wrong ones. So it was like, all right, let's move. So we went into this cove and t- Nate, <laughs> this was, this was like some like eight year old fishing. This was so stupid. Nate, how'd you catch our first keeper for the day? Uh, yeah, I caught the first keeper sight fishing in that in that shallow pocket of that backwater cove so it, it was it was pretty funny you're you're up on the front of the boat but not sight like, fishing oh, like oh, in man. a cool precise way like like hey look there's some fish swimming by <laughs> yeah yeah we're just yeah we're just kind of blind cast and you were yeah. throwing a frog and i think you had caught a couple on that frog back yeah, in there yeah. and you like kind of turned the boat a little bit and you're like oh there's fish right in front of us and i was like oh really and i walk up to the front of the boat and i'm like looking for him and i can't I can't see them at all. Either. I don't see them. Like, I, they're three I, inches away. Yeah, and I said to myself, I should put my glasses on, and then I like turn around, and they were on my head the whole time. He so, like, had, <laughs> had to move them like I from to, his hat to yeah. his eyes. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, there so they I are. Took them off. Yeah, so yeah, so I pitched, you know, pitched the drop shot at him, uh, pitched the wacky worm at him, and they didn't want it, didn't want it, and finally got got the one one decent one to bite the bite the drop shot. Yeah, and that was on that. Uh, that uh, big bite bait sensation, Smalley Smasher. That, that yeah. uh, and I think it was smelt color. Yep. Yeah, that was fun. And honestly, like, so then we went yeah. down the bank from there in that same cove and I started throwing the, this is literally the first time I've thrown it because after it came out, I thought it was the coolest looking lure and then I didn't, I could never catch a fish on it. But the Rapala OG Slim, the tiny one, the odd mm-hmm. default lure, mm-hmm. I started throwing that um, on laydowns and it was like every other laydown, I was catching a decent large mouth, like a, like a keeper size large mouth, but just nothing like extraordinary but daggummit it was fun when you um when you start throwing um square bills and you use them in cover and you can watch or feel it like roll off of limbs it's like calling your shot like that's gonna be a bite and every time it was it would come up over a limb it would roll sideways it would dart down bang i mean it was like Mm -hmm. clockwork and so that was again you don't leave fish to find fish unless they're the wrong fish and it was like dude we got to go somewhere else then we ran to another hump on pokegama pokegama uh, and, uh, same exact thing. It was a weed hump that was supposed to be a rock hump. Um, and we set up shop on it, started catching fish just one after the other on a spinner bait, bringing a spinner bait across this hump. Uh, and then I got bit off by a pike, I assume, or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, let's leave. Went and fished this mouth of Pokegama that lo- I sent Eastone and Mark a picture. It was the juiciest looking frog waters. It was like an old pier that had been taken down. So there were still these huge stump um, supports and then lily pads everywhere. And I missed one frog fish and that was it. I thought I was going to catch 40 frog fish out of there and I, I couldn't catch not a net of one. So we go out of there, we cut through the next lake, which is interlocking. And then we go over to some other lake and then another lake and another lake. And on these lakes, when you go through no wake zones, it's 
1.7 inches deep. And yeah. so it sucks. You have to go mm-hmm. so stinking slow and you got to trim way up. I should post mm-hmm. a video of this. I put my phone on the windshield and did like a time lapse as we were going through one of these cuts. That's like super, super shallow. And it looks like I've never driven a boat before <laughs> because as you're steering with it trimmed up, it's like left, right, left, right left because when you steer it like it kick, it just it just steers different than when your skeg is you know farther down the water and the props farther down the water so it's like adjustment 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 adjust and it looks like i've just had a couple in me and i'm like rant, 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 on this time lapse I'll, I'll post it it's embarrassing i almost didn't because it looks like i don't know how to steer a boat and maybe i don't. Maybe, don't um, maybe i don't but we came all the way back the fence went to the spot that we lined up um very right away the first day and i caught my biggest small mouth of the tournament, uh, on a drop shot, I was throwing a, um, a quarter ounce tungsten drop shot weight on a pencil, like the, like the cylinder weight, uh, on about a 15 inch liter up to a, this is kind of one of the little secrety juicy deals. Uh, oh, baby. lately I saw somebody do this on a video or I read a, um, article about it. But I wasn't using a drop shot hook. I was using a one-aught finesse flipping hook. And I got the best hook sets of my life drop shotting with that hook. Okay, sorry. He's about to choke on his spit or something. (laughs) They were were absolutely pegged on that hook, though. They like... Yeah, they... They ate it and they were not coming off. They were they were on their good. Yeah, like like hooked like through like through the mouth like a, like a flipping hook. Like it was weird. Mm-hmm. I just whatever. So and what I was using, Nate, I was using a G crack, which I know you're stoked about. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually not it using. Is a, it is a bait that I like though. It is one you like. Yeah, if you if you if anybody listening to this has not seen it, the G crack bellows stick is absolutely filthy. It's a it looks like a straight worm with really really deep ribs, and so it just moves so nasty in the water. Um, and it's like this motor oil black pepper looking color. Um, and I caught it on a new Shields rod that I bought just for this tournament. Seven foot medium, moderate, so it has a ton of bend in it. Um, and uh, it was a 3.76, and it just gave me all I could handle. Catching that was thing it fun? On, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> I thought it was going to break me off. Then I'm adjusting my drag, and I'm tightening back down. I'm loosening it back up. <coughs> so fun that I can't stop coughing. <laughs> um, we it, got it straight gave you the business. It did it too, did. man. Yeah, like, it, it worked you over. It did, and I was uh, I was like, you know, calling for the net, and it's funny because like up here, when you, especially on finessey stuff, when you hook into a smallmouth, your your co angler he could probably make about two three more casts because these suckers yeah. don't stop. No, like yeah. it's not a rush. There's no rush whatsoever. It's like I need the net, and he's like, hold on, I'm making a sandwich, or like just, <laughs> you got time, like you got plenty of time. And on this tournament too, uh, I brought my older bigger net. It's like a um, I can't remember what that brand is. That folding, it's like a square net, but it's got a longer handle because my other net that folds up and goes in the back battery compartment in the boat, it's just not as big. And I'm thinking like these smallmouth are ornery and i'm really glad i brought the bigger mm-hmm. net uh, so we got that one in so at that point i think we had two large mouth for a total of pounds <laughs> and then a, a nice a good healthy really pretty small mouth and then um nate what do we do after that do you remember yeah i mean we sat i guess we didn't sit after you caught that fish in the next couple hours like yeah. Just bobbing around trying to trying to find, you know, another one. Because that was that was kind of what we'd learned about that area that we were fishing. It was gigantic. 
rock complex. It was a huge rock huge. pile with huge um, rocks, rocks the size of a car. Yeah, right? yeah, like gigantic, and it yeah. covered a lot of areas. So we we kind of learned that the fish were pretty uh pretty big roamers on that yeah. area. Yeah, uh, pelagic, pelagic word to use. Big word. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So they guy. were they were. <laughs> They were all over uh, that rock pile, so we kind of had to bob around to try to find them. Um, and, and we didn't. Said, we did not. No, I don't think we got it. <laughs> well, to diggity. Yeah. That. We yeah. tried. Yeah. Uh, and then the homie Kyle, uh, Kyle Goltz, who's in Bass Attack, absolute stick, nice dude. He was out there chasing him around with an Alabama rig on, I don't know what he uses, if he uses um, Mega Live or Live Scope, but, you know, he's video game fishing. You can see him with his head down, mm-hmm. and he's out chasing him. And we are the only two dudes on this huge rock pile, which is kind of surprising, but they were pelagic. It wasn't schooled up. It wasn't mm-hmm. really any pattern of like, okay, well, the water comes up to like two feet. That's where they are. We'd catch them in two, we'd catch them in nine, we'd catch them in 12 feet there um, in practice the day before, the day of, the first day, I mean. And then that day I caught that one in about eight feet of water. I try to be pretty uh, analytical. So if I catch a fish, I want to know why. What was the depth? What mm-hmm. was I using? Was I working it? Was I just letting it sit there? You know, whatever. Um, did I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was singing it in my head. Oh, if you got a I'll big bass. Let me search you. Let me search you. Yeah. Um, This is getting weird. Um, Lola and I just saw a video the other day on Instagram of like a 60-year-old white grandma knowing every word of that song. She was maybe 70. My mom's 60. Yeah. And it was was both funny and terribly awkward to watch. She knew all the words. I was like, get it, girl. All the inappropriate ones. I like a a family, like karaoke jam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, so we left there and then kind of out of desperation, we shot almost straight across the lake to a shoreline and fished the, like instead of fishing at the shore, we fished out to like a rock flat behind us. Uh, and we were, I hate to admit it, but we were essentially, eh, for all intents and purposes, we we're kind of Carolina rigging. Nate, what were you throwing? Get specific. Yeah. So I was, uh, kind of where we were set up. We were, we were close enough to throw at the docks. Um, and, and that, that bank was a really long tapering bank. So it, I would, I wouldn't say a 45, but I'd maybe say like a 30 degree bank or something. Cause yeah. it like maybe even less than that. Cause it tapered, like it got, it got, it took a really long time to get deep. Right. Um, so, so we were kind of in that mid range where we were close enough to, to fish the docks if we wanted to, but not, uh, not too far out into the deeper water. And I was throwing a, uh, a three quarter ounce. Swing head, little old swing. Uh, came in right little, behind him. Little old, little old swing head. Hey Lola, hold on, uh, yeah, Lola. Three. Can you say swing head? Swing head. But say, come on, you gotta say it with an accent. <laughs> swing head. Oh, that was for <laughs> swing head. Swing head. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was so Eastone, you got anything? Can you say? Like yeah, swing head. Yeah, that was hey! good. That was really good, Mark. What you, Mark? Let's hear it. A little swing head. Hey, a little swing really head. Good. I sounded like no. Yours was really funny. Ethnic. Yours was my favorite. <laughs> and you got to say jig with like a J E E G a G swing here G. Yeah. All right. Keep keep going, Nate. Hit us with the juice. Yeah. So, son of a biscuit eating bulldog. I don't know why it's cutting. That's not our Wi-Fi it, now. It was a swing head. There it, there is. it is. Okay, now you're back. All right. Yeah. You keep cutting. Three quarter ounce swing head yeah. swagger tackle. Uh, Head. So is that a tungsten uh, one? I don't think it is. Honestly, okay. it's one of their it's one of their earlier swing heads. I think they do tungsten now, but I don't think 
the swing head ones. You got to stop saying swing head. <laughs> Every time you say it, that's all I I can't even focus. Every time you say swing, right. swing here, G Cameron right behind him. I just I can't see. I see, I see Mark Davis. I see Mark with Davis with his chin all poked out. Yeah, <laughs> with his with his jaw jacked and his his belly out and his smile on his face. Oh my god! Big old smile. A little old swing here, G. All right, keep going. <laughs> what what did you have on the swing head? Uh, I had a. Uh, it was a missile bait. Uh, shout out. Chunky D. Chunky D, shout out. Got that yeah. Chunky D on him. I was going to say, is that yep. what they called you in high school? But <laughs> yes. I, that's a bad one. Yes. That's a bad one. <laughs> Man, they didn't. They did not. No, ain't nobody call me that. They call me Baby D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, I'll keep going. <laughs> on the swing end. Sorry. All right. Yeah, I can't remember where. It was like a like a green pumpkin on one side, and then yeah. like an orange, um, like an orange with maybe like some flake and uh, like black speckles in it or something yeah. on the other side. Bama craw, uh, bama craw. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. So that's what that that's where what I was throwing on, it. and I was I was absolutely bomb casting. I was throwing mm-hmm. a, a seven foot four Denali Android. Yep, uh, me, medium heavy and. That longer rod, I was just like, like I said, absolutely bombing the cast, uh, like as, as far as I could, and then you know it sit down on the bottom. Yep. And uh, I was pretty much like you said, pretty much working it like a Carolina rig, where I I reel up my slack, I just drag it across the bottom. <laughs> Eastone smiling you know, for, so big right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was dragging that head across the bottom, and that that big that big lead head was really making a lot of commotion down there. So yeah. I, you know, get a sweep and drag and reel up my flag and sweep it across and reel up my flag and it, they just started just eating it. And it, I guess it's kind of weird because the area we started on, we fished that area the day before, Yeah. but we went, we went, I guess, looking at that bank, we went left, which was a yeah. much shorter shoreline. We didn't yeah. have much shoreline fish and I did catch one doing the same thing. Uh, the day before, yeah, uh, and I caught about fifteen but, on a on a chatterbait, in that same area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throwing throwing the docks. Yeah, um, but yeah, so we went right this time, and we just and it, there was so much more shoreline to, to fish, and I caught one really quick, and then we went a little ways. One, but uh, it was like further. a keeper. I think I think it was just short yeah. of three pounds. I mean, it was a good small. Yeah, though. it was a good. Yeah, it was a good healthy fish. Yeah, and we went a little went a little ways longer, um, and. Uh, I think I ended up catching another one, maybe a hundred yards down the bank. If that, and then yeah, with yeah, maybe yeah, maybe if that, and then another one right after that. So we caught two within like fifteen minutes. So that gave us, I think that gave us four fish. Right, uh, we, we were two, at four. At that no, point. that was that was yeah, yeah. So that that was four, and then yeah. five. So we had just got our limit. It was mm-hmm. kind of getting pretty late in the day. So yeah, it was probably uh, one yeah, so fifteen, one thirty at that point. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then we worked that shoreline. We just kept doing the same thing, kind of kept going down yep. and worked it for. We actually went a good stretch without getting a bite. Um, you know, maybe four or five hundred yards more down the bank, and I think you might have caught one or two under the docks. They yeah. didn't keep. Um, and then, uh, and then I caught another one out deep, and it was a, another really good one. And I think it called out our first. Yeah, largemouth that we caught our smallest yeah, largemouth. Your, your so sight fishing us. glory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so so we called we called out that fish, and uh, as soon as I did that, you're like, 
you got any more of those chunky D's? <laughs> the only reason they named it that is to make awkward scenarios in the boat between two grown men. You got to be more chunky. You going to give me that chunky D boy and swing at you. Yeah. Yeah, so you tied on you Yeah. The best part, hey, here, here's here's a cute and then that and then put on that chunky D and we worked the bank. We kind of got to we got to a point where it kind of bend uh, that that bank kind of turned yeah. a little bit, yeah. Um, and then we caught like four or five in that in that area, it like was right where that corner pretty was. Pretty rapid fire, yeah. It was it was pretty consistent. Um, the the cute insight was a couple of years ago, uh, Lola bought me a whole boatload of swing hair jigs. Uh, big, I'm pretty sure they're big bite baits, and the the hooks on these things are they got to be four or five aughts. Like they're, they're big old wide gap hooks. And I was throwing a smaller size head. I think mine was like either a quarter or three eighths where Nate was throwing a half, I think. Um, but same size hook. And then I just took one of his missile baits lures and tied that on. And, um, what Nate didn't tell you was that he's, as we're fishing down that bank, it was the first time we really felt confident on a pattern. It was like, okay, this right here is working. You know, like the rest of the time, it was like run and gun, find a pelagic fish, hopefully that's running across somewhere and put a lure in front of him or, you know, jerk bait enough water where you cover enough and you get a bite or sight fish in the back of a cove with a bobber and a worm is what Nate did when he caught that one. Uh, There's one I can't see without my sunglasses. Uh, And then uh, this was the first time it felt like a pattern. Um, And it was, we were, I don't remember how far down that bank. And Nate's like, I think I got one. And then he steps, he kind of steps back and on a, on a swing head bite, it's a lot like a Carolina rig. It's kind of a combo of like a hard hook set, but also like a sweeping hook set. It's, you know, it's a, it's kind of in between kind of sideways. Like just let him have it. And, uh, he's like, I think I got one and gives it a hook set, starts reeling it in. He's like, I think it's a good one. He gets close to the boat and we're like, Holy crap. It was just a football and it ended up being a four five five, which is Nate's PB small mouth. So nice, congrats to Nate on the new PB, which is very exciting. Heck yeah. Yeah, and you didn't even you didn't really even realize how big it was, or that you even had one at first, which made it kind of cool. After I made that bomb cast, I must have like it, it had to have dropped like right in front of him. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure he hit it on the fall. Yeah, I reeled <laughs> so it I in for really, an hour and a half. Yeah, I never really felt the rock. I started to pull, and it was kind of like there was some weight there, and kind of the same sort of deal and I'm like man this just feels this just feels too too awkward something's wrong here yeah. so I just set the hook and it, I thought it probably halfway to the boat and it, it must have just swam right at us because like there was, wasn't much of a fight I could feel the weight there but it wasn't anything crazy and then as soon as that fish saw the boat it went absolutely yeah then he then he showed off it yeah. went yeah it went it went buck and we we had to wrestle it for a little while so um, all right. So then we go down after a little bit and I'm, you know, I'm basically like, dude, this is working for you. Let me just copy you and do the same crap. So I threw the same thing on. I threw it on my new shields. Again, I don't know how you say it. Ibisu, Ibisu rod is like this. It's for one, I will say it's one of the coolest looking rods out there. Uh, it's an all white rod with black wraps and then actually just has a cork handle. And the cork on the white just looks so smooth. And it's just, a, it's a really simple rod. It feels awesome. Seven foot three, medium heavy, fast. Uh, 17 pound fluoro on a loose tournament G reel. I think it was a six, five to one. Just pretty 
straightforward setup. And I start doing the same thing as Nate. And I said to Nate as I'm cranking one. Uh, and the neat thing about these swing head jigs, if you're bouncing and scattered rock, you can really feel where, it, just like a Carolina rig, you can really feel where it goes from like nothing into like some more rock. Mm-hmm. And so it yeah. sort of like triggers your brain like, oh, there could be fish here. Because if they're in rock and you're not feeling anything, and then you start feeling clunk, 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 and it's bouncing, pinballing around the rock, it's like your brain turns on like, oh, there could be something here. And so I said something to Nate, like, dude, I want to feel that bite, dude. That looks so fun. And I'm doing a sweep. And then my rag goes, I was like, oh, and I just stepped back on one. And it wasn't a huge one, but it culled out one of the smaller ones. Um, we actually had to get out the cull, uh, the cull beam, which is probably the smartest, simplest invention in history. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's a little handle with a board that goes across the middle with clips on each end. You tie or you clip the two fish on that you don't know which one's bigger, and it just tips. Wow. So whichever one goes up in the nice. air, you get rid of him. And it just happens really fast. You don't have to worry about weighing or re-weighing or looking. Eh, I think that one's bigger. Um, it just tells you. It's like the scales of justice. You know, you throw them yeah. both on there, and it works <laughs> awesome. And then you chuck that sucker back. And then we went down a little more, and then I caught like a three-plus doing the same thing. Uh, and then we went into some deep water, and then it said it was also still deep, and I tried to go out of there, and I chopped up my prop again oh shoot it said it was four feet deep and in actuality it was like nine inches which is a pretty big variance yeah Yeah, Yeah. the the map was a little off there and i was not super stoked nate was i stoked no you were you were less than pleased for sure i was not stoked and it wasn't even like a. it wasn't even like i know my boat's wrecked or whatever but last year on the two day on the chip with flowage i about ripped my lower unit off because a buoy that marked a shallow water or a rock or whatever was 60 yards away from where it was supposed to be and so i'm like why does this keep happening towards the end of the second day on these two-day derbies like come on dude but shout out to my homie jim daniel Dude, you're so good at that. Thanks. Shout out to so Lola for the sound effects. Oh, I can't do it for myself. Shout out for the shout out. Shout out for the shout myself. out. Though. Um, but uh, Jim Daniels, a dude in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, he's a prop master. This dude is an absolute genius when it comes to props. And, and like, he's like such a honey. And like, he's, he's the nicest so dude in the world. Nice. Yeah. Like nice to the point where you almost don't want to call him because if you call him to talk about your prop, he's going to tell you what he's having for dinner later with Shirley. Wait, what's her name? I don't remember what his wife's name is. Yeah. But he told me about how he's having, he is having or had just had surgery, but he's got this tournament coming up, but he also has a car show coming up. Like he's he's just this real dude. He's so And he's not like annoying. He's just really sweet. But if you call him to talk about a prop, you better allocate like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, you better give him some time. And so yeah. I sent him That's pictures, awesome. and um, he's also that dude that if you text him, he's calling you back. He's not texting you back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I text <laughs> him the pictures. Then you got to allocate that time when you Again, see he's calling. Correct. Yeah. 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 And you don't want to blow him off because he's <laughs> no. a super nice dude, and right. he's an absolute master of his craft. So you don't want to like, burn that bridge. Um, you know, like if he calls you at work, you just quit. Walk out. <laughs> I'm done. Saying, Jim's, yeah, calling. Jim's calling. Jim's calling. Like, oh, no, 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 you're not Jim, fired. Jim, Jim Daniel. Yeah, 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 yeah we yeah. get it. Um, <laughs> but I sent him pictures, and he was like, "Hey, you know, blah blah blah." And he he talked for probably five minutes before he told me, "Yeah, that prop's totally fixable." So <laughs> I got to run it up to him, and he'll have it turned around for me pretty quick. But um, it, the the um, prop shaft isn't bad. The seals are good. It's it's just it's just out of balance a little bit. It's not it's not super bad. So that's good. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we ended up. Weighing all our fish, went back to the deal. Uh, our big was that one from Nate, 4.55. Again, huge congrats, Nate, on a PB. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's a pretty good feeling. Nate and I both, as much as we love chasing small jaws, we had never caught one uh, over four, either one of us. And then 
Nate catches a four and a half. So that is so, so rad. Uh, so we weigh in. We ended up at like 16, just short of seven. So 16.68 or something like that, 6.9, um, which I will say was a pretty great feeling, Nate, after the first day, not really having any idea. And then the second day, even though it was late, we actually figured out a pattern. Yeah, for sure. It was a it was a it was a great feeling, um, kind of figuring something out late, yeah. and being able to uh, being able to redeem. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was nice. Yeah, it was really fun. And uh, obviously, you can you can you can what if or if we would have done this all we want, but if we would have done the same thing the first day, we would have been in the money. And I think the biggest thing here, Nate, where I I'm not usually like the dude to say, I'm, I'm so proud of us. But the one thing I'm proud of us here was that this is a type of fishing that you and I don't do. Like we're really not big offshore hump guys. We're not really like go find what that's just not really our thing. And we're not John Cox where we only will go beaten down the bank, but this kind of fishing was totally different and a pretty weird body of what, not weird, but just kind of a weird tournament body of water because there's only so many spots that dudes were fishing and dudes were stacked up on them. Um, so for us to have actually been in contention, should we have fished better the first day? Uh, I don't know. I was happy with that. Yeah, no, for sure. I was, I was pleased with how the tournament went. And like I said, being able to figure stuff out, Yeah, knowing, knowing it's not, not kind of our, not our forte. You know, right. We don't, we don't, not big drop shotters, and I, I think prior to that tournament, I had never caught a fish on a swing head. Yeah. I've had him in my box for swing head. four or five years, and yeah, I ain't never thrown a swing head. Come right behind him, clean him up. Come here, right behind him, Mark Davis, you old bastard. Uh, okay, so when you guys say that you figured out the pattern and yeah. whatever, did you talk to other people and they said, yeah, we figured out a pattern, and is it the same? Or are other people doing mm-hmm. other stuff? Like, is it always different? Like, there, there was guys doing, question. doing what you did. There was guys chasing suspended ones. There was yeah. guys and that's what was working fishing, for them. Fishing right. deep, deep. There was guys deep. Uh, not throwing their bait until they seen one on live. Yeah. And then they'd, they'd finally cast to it. Yeah, it was, it's mm. a lot of different stuff. Because, yeah. you know, if you're throwing something and it's not working for you, is it working for him right. over there? Yeah. Like, And that's always the mental game that just kicks my teeth in. Yeah. It's like, I know I can catch him on a net. I'll bet you that guy, I'll bet you he's catching him on the net or whatever yeah. it is, you know. Or it looks so fishy here and they yeah. should be wanting this because of the conditions, blah, blah, blah. Or you start thinking about like underwater, I can see them. Like this is a school. There's got to be a big one in there somewhere and you just waste all your time mm-hmm. catching 13 incher after 13 incher. Yeah. And in your head, there's a big one in there. And maybe there is, but you might not ever get a chance to catch right. them because those little guys are going to pop at it yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a tough... I mean, I feel like when... Uh, Paul and Nick said on our podcast that's between the ears. You, I mean, you can't be more right than that. Yeah, so much right. of fishing is because, like, in every other, pretty much every other sport, not entirely, but like when you play football, you know, you're going against other grown men, but you're doing the things you've practiced. There's not like this really weird variable. Mother Nature, she can do whatever the heck she wants. She can yeah. change the weather. She can change the water temperature. She can change mm-hmm. the barometric pressure or the moon phase or all the things that factor in. Or yeah. she can have another tournament on the lake the same time you're fishing a tournament on the lake, and <laughs> then the fishing pressure is through the roof. Or mm-hmm. um, she can give you a good couple of days of practice and then shut you down and make you feel like an idiot the day of the tournament. 
So that the variables, so it's so easy to spin out or get messed up, but man, it's mm-hmm. all between the ears. Yeah. And I do yeah. really actually think if you can stay positive, it just, even outside of like, because when I say like stay positive on the water, I don't mean like, oh, I just lost a six pounder. That's okay. I'll catch a seven. <laughs> Life is wonderful. Yeah. I don't mean be fake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't mean be fake, but I do mean like when you're thinking positive, like what if positive? Okay. So I lost that four. How quick can I get over it? And what if I catch a five more so on the way of like, you just think clearer when you're thinking positive where when you think negative, like when I think of spinning out, I don't think of anybody spinning out, having a really good mindset. When you spin out, it's usually in the negative. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's, that's straight up like trying to poop and your butt won't let it happen. (laughs) I mean, just menstrual, menstrual, (laughs) menstrual, Boy, oh boy. Mental constipation. <laughs> like when you're when you're negative, it's like your brain's like just clenched up and like not it's just not gonna work. It just doesn't. Um Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry I said menstrual. Well, you said menstrual and it menstrual. sounded like menstrual and then it just got weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've said a lot of weird things on this podcast. It's okay. The D thing and what else do we talk? I don't know. Peeing on people. Yeah, peeing on people. We started, off. we started off with peeing on people. A lot of that. And you've been yeah. smiling. Every time you talk about it, you smile. It's just such it's a funny so thought to me. It's freaking weird. <laughs> my foot. Why are you peeing on me? You never know, man. I'm trying to be safe. You're my friend. I, I care about you. I by a bee. Ooh, maybe this will maybe work. Maybe this will work. It's a bee. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the comments. Was it disproven though with the jellyfish? No, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) He'll still try it. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It it, it may have been. I don't know. There's all kinds of weird crap like that that people say, and it's completely baloney. Easton, you should you should tell them the highlight of our day. Remember? Yeah, let's hear it. I don't know if I would call it a highlight. Highlight or low light? Kind of a kind of weird. Oh yeah, you got to tell us this story. This is so strange. We after our first spot after what we had two fish. At our first spot, we yeah, went we down came. to a shore. This was the first day. Yeah. Second day. Was it the second yeah, day? It was the second. Oh, yeah, sure. it was the yeah. second day. Yeah. 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 We went to our second spot, this shoreline, and we get there. We're fishing, fishing. Look over. Old guy gets naked, takes a bath in the lake. <laughs> was right right there, right in front of us. He, he totally gave no naked. Like, like, did he know you were there? We, yeah, yeah, we were like 50 feet away. Dang. Were, did we you wave? The only boat. It worked no. Boat, no. There's other boats other and he's just, he's just letting it. The mudgets were behind us. I don't know if they saw okay. him or not. But. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Huh. Did you say anything to him? No. Nope. You uh, didn't say, I would have said something to him. How's the water? Yeah. You got to say something <laughs> like kind of smart alky, kind of cute. He he was giving no He was living his best life. There. Yeah. That's like, oh, awesome. Just letting I can do, I can't wait till I'm that age and just. Yeah. He's just an old guy. You can do that dude wants. will absolutely pee on you if you got stuck by a He don't care at all. I got this. He he probably just pee on you yeah. for the fun of it. He don't care. <sighs> and you'd be like, "Oh, why you pee on me?" Like, "I ah, jump in the lake and wash it off, Nancy." Like that's what I do. Oh my! He's got like four bathrooms in his house. He's rich as crap. He don't care. He's oh, just I'm, sure. I'm just going yeah. wash the boys in the lake. It doesn't matter to me. Especially on that lake. Yeah, yeah, that lake is gin clear, mm-hmm. like just crazy clear. Like when it would get some of the, some of the houses on it too. Geez, oh my please. gosh, yeah. dude, just there's incredible! One really big one on fence. Yeah, there's a couple just my, yeah, but there's that one that looks like a politician's house or something. Like it's the one just that's on Little Collin, right next to the boat landing. Uh, I don't know if I remember that one, but there's one on oh, yeah. fence that's just enormous. It's mm-hmm. like long. It had like, I think it had six docks. It had a bass oh boat, like gosh. a pontoon, a couple jet skis. I was like, geez, Louise, dude. I figured I'm, I'm pretty sure they sold drugs, but <laughs> I don't know. 
If that's your Side house, business. yeah, if that's your house, I'm, I'm a cop. I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not, and I'm not. But um, cool, cool area though. Like the couple times we were fishing, especially on that first really big rock pile where there's rocks truly like boulders the size of a house. Well, not that big, but the size of a car. I mean, they're humongous. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, when it would stop blowing and you could see, it was just so cool. Like what a cool. It felt like you were fishing on Mars. Like yeah, just the landscape yeah. was so unique, mm-hmm. and and you could just see it in your mind's eye, which is one of my favorite things about fishing. Also, um, the no rules and all that, but. The imagination. I don't ever want to lose the little kid imagination of fishing. And when you see those rocks, like your mind, you can just see some smallmouth running around in there and just yep. just scooping crayfish out of there, just grabbing bait fish out of there, just haunting it, just patrolling it, you know? And, uh, yeah, what a cool lake. Even though um, neither one of us, unfortunately, ended up, either one of our teams ended up in the money, um, that was such a fun time. And thank you guys, LaFonts, for inviting us to, to come with and oh, yeah, stay, in your, stay in your motel. Yeah. It was just a fun time. Mm. PJ's Burger Barn, going to Quick Trip in the Mernin. Um, it was just fun. <laughs> just a cool time. I really wish yeah. you could have been there, Lola, with us. I guess you could have brought Gus. Yeah, you know, like staying in a motel with uh-huh. four dudes yeah. and two double beds. I'm good. Sleeping I, single in a double Yeah, but bed. it wouldn't be that. Sleeping <laughs> triple in, <laughs> sleeping triple in a quad. Like, would I sleep at Gus? the foot of the bed? Yeah. Okay. You're four foot nine. Yeah. You'd sleep at the foot of the bed. I guess. Sideways and just be fine. I'd be fine. Yeah. With Gus. Oh. Okay. He could sleep in the bathtub. Honey. He'd be fine. Okay. He's so chill. He's so... He's yeah. the best. It would be good. Um, LaFonce, hit us up real quick. Uh, if anybody hasn't... We've talked about you on this podcast 45 times just you know just being friends and whatever um but hit us up with y'all's social um how can people follow your videos they've already dropped the video um from their two days of fishing for this tournament and props to you guys um for for dropping a video where you didn't smash them i think that's really honest and um uh what's the word honorable? vulnerable honorable yeah just to, to be like well, yeah, yeah here's what happened you, you don't how, catch them all the time but, no uh, but how do, how do people find y'all on social on um, youtube whatever youtube's just mark lafont fishing same with uh how do you Facebook? spell it though because you're your name m-a-r-c yeah l-e-n-f-a-n-t there you go and same for uh facebook and i think instagram's the same okay i think my Instagram is just Easton underscore LaFont fishing. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what it is at least. Yeah. And again, they're fancy. They're French. It's LaFont, but LaFont. it's spelled Lafant. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, can I just say, Please. you have been making tacos quite often. You have been making mm-hmm. a lot of tacos. And yes. sending us photos. So yeah. tell us what have you been making. Yeah. Tell us some taco crap. Well, the first time, the first photo was just regular, just beef tacos. Yeah. You nothing know, wrong with that. And nothing the second time, um, my fiance Ashley went to the went to the shout out Ashley. Oh, Mark's we making love a shout out noises. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> she went to the uh, Mexican grocery store there in Eau Claire and got oh, some dope. of the like uh, it's it's skirt juice. steak. Oh yeah, and then I made fajita tacos, which yeah. were really good. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what's the difference between a fajita taco and a fajita? I don't know. Oh. Well, okay. yeah. Probably nothing. Okay, because <laughs> I think like a fajita I just wanted is it to be a taco. Yeah, it is. I think it is fajita meat and fajita. Fajita. Yeah. fajita, fajita, fajita. That's what we should have named Gus. Aww. We should have named him Little Fajita Johnson. Little baby Fajita Johnson. We oh. call him Fajita <laughs> for short. Come here, Fajita. Keep going. Got a ring to it. It does. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so what else? Fajita tacos. You guys have been using the uh, actual cook yes. tortillas. Yeah, I don't want to have a taco. Are they not them? so They're just good? The best. They are. They're yeah. And they don't the take much time. No, no, they're easy. Like Thirty just seconds. Flip, flip. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they get so the, they get the abs when you get them just right. Nate, have you tried these yet? The cook the cook tortillas. 
I I don't want to admit that I have not tried I'm pretty disappointed in myself. Um, yeah. We're all very Let's just disappointed. Hang up. Let's just Bye. turn the podcast off. <laughs> uh, I think the ones that we get are called like Tortilla Land or something. Yeah, is, is that, that what they're called? I don't know. From Walmart. I but call like, well, yeah, you call them good. Yeah. I call them when good. You, uh, when you make them just right, they have a little bit of crisp on the outside, but they still have a little but bit of soft chew on the inside. you can still fold them up nicely. It's and not like they're crispy, man. like burned, that yeah. you can't roll them. And then, again, shout out Ashley, uh, boing, boing, boing. Mark's fiance, uh, for putting us on, putting that little bit of tahini on oh, them. Because yep. especially on those ones, if you put them on while they're still cooking, uh, it, it kind of like settles little, in. Yeah, and it's a little different. Man, yeah. that's good. That okay. is so tasty. Yep. So good. The absolute juice. Now, this is not, I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about this. This is what? not um, taco specific. Oh, man. Uh, but tonight, Lola and I had, um, she had pad thai, and then yeah. I had pho. And if you've never messed around with some pho, you are asleep on life. Yeah. It's, it's a lot like a taco, not in terms of, like, how you build oh, it, but just in the way of, like, it's a whole bunch of different stuff in one Deal. And you can add what you want. Yeah, you can kind of customize it. If you never had pho, it's like a Vietnamese um, dish. It's like broth and noodles, and you can get it with different meats and like um, bean sprouts, bean sprouts and, basil. and jalapeno and is basil. And I'm not sure. It? Maybe it's just basil. But yeah, we got it from this place here locally called Rice Palace. The and jam. just, dude, so good. So good. I know and it's they not have tacos, pho, so maybe I should talk about it. They have pho Fridays, and so it was $5 for a huge thing of pho. Yeah, really cheap. It's spelled cheap. P-H-O, so it looks like pho. pho. Yeah. But it's pho. But they should call it pho Fridays. Not <laughs> pho Fridays. It should be pho Fridays. <laughs> maybe that's how they say it. TJI pho Friday. Oh, my gosh. Pho. <laughs> the pho. Anyway. <laughs> um, Nate, <laughs> Nate, you had any good tacos lately? Go. Close us out. Uh. I have not. No, I have not been on the taco game lately. Uh, which Nate? is again, Conklin. again, an, again, another disappointment. Uh, but yeah, we've been, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've been, I've been pretty, uh, I've been pretty busy. I'm actually, uh, constructing a deck for my brother-in-law. Oof, that's and I am not a, yeah, I'm not a carpenter. Uh, so like I'm you're pretty handy. Like yeah, you're very handy. Building. You got this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like building and designing as I go. So there's just been a lot oh, of yeah. late nights over there. Okay. Um, getting this deck, uh, getting this deck done. And it's a deck around the pool. So there's a lot Oof. of like intricate cuts and, yeah. and angles and stuff that I'm yeah. trying to work out. So a lot of late nights, uh, and I have not cooked much. Although last night, um, threw down on the Blackstone, I made some, uh, ribeye steak grilled cheese sandwiches Whoa, not, a taco, not a taco but it, they turned out they that turned sounds out amazing pretty great. Yeah, I that sounds sandwiches. pretty yeah, they turned out amazing yeah. yeah so i grilled i grilled the ribeyes on the on the pit boss uh sliced month we were thin and then threw down some sourdough some freshly sourdough shredded pepper jack jam. and yum yum yeah threw down some freshly shredded pepper jack and kobe jack cheese dang bro uh, uh what was it garlic aioli Steak sauce, that thinly sliced steak, more cheese, topped it up, crisped it down. It was, uh, it was actually turned out amazing. It was, it was so I, good. Nate, I haven't really been yeah. cooking, but let, then, me yeah, let me tell you this gourmet sandwich yeah, that I just threw together. Yeah, dude. You know what helped you <laughs> too? That, yeah. That was just last night, though. That's the only night okay. that I've really cooked in quite a while. So. 
And uh, one of the best brain foods is tacos. So if you're struggling with angles and how to cut the right whatever yeah. for the pool, get you some tacos, and your your carpentry game will step up like yeah, like three. I, I completely agree. Yeah, I that's completely just, agree. Them's them's facts. Mm-hmm. That's all that is yeah. right there. So yeah. yeah. Uh, also, again, thank you to our newest sponsor, Duke Cannon. <laughs> Appreciate you for the first really off. trying to get them. We uh, we tell everybody about you. I got a Duke Cannon tattoo on the inside of my left <laughs> forearm. It, oh my they God. spelled it wrong. There's only like two N's, but what? Oh, I think Duke Cannon okay. is C A N N O N. Yeah, they just spelled it C A N O N. This is a made up tattoo it, it and is. a made up sponsor. <laughs> yeah, but we want them. Yeah, that'd be the dopest. The, you smell good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's Thank because you. of our sponsorship with Duke Cannon. Right. That's why I smell it good. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um. Anything else, LaFont? Y'all got anything else? Thank you guys for yeah, thank you. The podcast. Appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. I'm I'm grateful for the weekend. Appreciate you. Yeah, guys so fun yeah. coming and just hanging out, and it's always fun. Y'all fishing bass attack again next year or what? I think so. I don't know. We've been talking about yeah. it and maybe doing something else, but okay, it, it's fun fishing. It the guys are great. Yeah. Uh, and we'd probably miss it if we didn't. So. Yeah, I think we have every intention of fishing it again and scheduling it out a little better so Lola and I can fish and then Nate and I can fish. Kind of split it up. I don't want to do any more solo tournaments. It's not nearly as fun. No. Um, mm-hmm. And you can't you can't get this if you're not, you know. I mean, right. we could still be friends, but, like, we're not, <laughs> we're not fishing the same tournaments necessarily, right. you know, if you do that. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys do. Eastone, what you got? Hit us with some, hit us with some positive knowledge. Give um, us something good. I can tell something out of been on my brain. Okay. We fish. We pre-fish Holcomb. We yeah. get there at like nine o'clock. Yeah. It's foggy, yeah. overcast, overcast. Yeah. No clouds. What are you doing? Like what do I throw? What do you throw? Where do you? Where are you gonna start off? Mm. Foggy, uh, overcast, no clouds or no no wind. No wind. No That's wind. a tough you know, one. The, the yeah. fog's rolling off the lake. Yeah. Every if everything's like that, I mean, I'd probably this time of year, I'd probably start with a buzz bait. Exactly. Yeah. He takes us out to a <laughs> exactly. Flat, he says, yeah. makes us fish offshore and like, how how do you? I don't know. It looks really good though. It looked- <laughs> Easton's disgusting. Hey, did you did you catch him? No, no we didn't catch nah. him. <laughs> <laughs> the proof is not in the pudding. Yeah. No. no. Okay. So one time I messed up. Yeah, the one well, time. The one time. Yeah. yeah well, the, did you move around though? Did you change things up? We did, and we okay. still well, we caught a couple. But okay. Yeah. That lake, I mean, every lake is hit and miss, right? Every mm-hmm. lake, whatever. But there's something about the Holcomb area. When it's off, it is so hard to fish. Like, And when it's on, I mean, you can put your finger in the water and catch a smallmouth. But, um, but yeah, it's a cool area. But, yeah, I, th- I, th- I mean, to me, August and buzz baiting are just synonymous, especially not so much when there's no chop on the water, but early water or early morning overcast fog. I mean, you could just spit water all over and get blown up. And you can cover it's it's a lot like a it's a lot like a, a spinner bait or a quick moving jerk, but you can cover a ton of water. Oh, yeah, yeah. A ton of water. I'm not very good at it. I can do it a little bit. Um but like man, some dudes can skip a, a buzz bait too. Like mm-hmm. really skip a buzz bait, which that's not a super easy lure to skip. I mean I can do it, but not I like would I just can. look like I was doing the frog smash if I tried. Just explosion, rat's nest everywhere. Yep. Yeah, dude. Hey, okay, so can I be vulnerable with y'all for a second and then we'll get to the positivity deal and we'll get out of here. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Full, full honesty here, like confessional, whatever. Um, get it out. The other day I went on with soda with the kiddos and, um, we had been catching fish on a jackhammer 
but I felt like I didn't really want my children to use a jackhammer mm. because they're just figuring out bait casting rods and, and a jackhammer is expensive. And a couple of years ago I went to, I was going to fish this club and I signed up for it and then never ended up fishing any tournaments with them. The North, no, not Northwestern. That's uh tri County, tri County bass club, super rad people, whatever. But at their initial meeting, they gave away a ton of lures. So it was like $10 for me to join this club for like the year, but they pay like per tournament at the ramp. So kind of different mm-hmm. anyway if for ten dollars i ended up going home with like five good baits one of which is a lure that i used to make fun of a little bit because i thought it was like a knockoff it's the strike king um thunder cricket which is their version of the jackhammer essentially mm-hmm. and so for the kiddos i was like yo i'll throw on a thunder cricket because i know it'll still it's a still a pretty good lure and and in that water i've always done well with bright colors on wasoda if i'm throwing a, a chatterbait for small jaws and so i had this like blaze orange one and it actually looks kind of dope the blade is like a flat blaze orange with flat black splatter on it and um one of my kids was throwing it and they're like, this doesn't work. So I picked it up. That could be the easiest skipping chatterbait I've ever Ooh. thrown in my life. It was not, and I can skip a chatterbait pretty well, but this was like that video from um, Bass Fishing HQ where he's throwing that jackal fluke and he's skipping it. It's got like a oh. bajillion views going, shut that, all that. I mean, he sounds like, right, a, yeah. Yeah, he sounds like, uh, What's that? Axel Rose. It's just underneath the docks and underneath the wood. Like just, and I'm throwing this, this thunder cricket and that thing with no effort and the dial down pretty hard on the magnetic spool. Um, I didn't get a backlash and I'm skipping that thing like 15 times all the way to the back of like docks and stuff. And, uh, did Dom see it and freak out? Cause he's all about skipping now. Yeah. He, yeah. Dom saw it a couple, he, he's like, he's like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I think he's trying to play it cool, but I think yeah. he's like, Holy yeah. crap. Like you're really good at that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, it's that thunder cricket like, son. I'm awesome. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so there, there's me being vulnerable about oh, something. That was cute. I don't know why I decided to share that right now. It was on your heart. It was yeah. that and, um, throwing a buzz bait in foggy conditions is a good idea. Or just not fishing <laughs> offshore. Uh, <laughs> dude, we have to learn it and get better at it. So, yeah. Not in those conditions. You never know. <laughs> but, I mean, you never know. Like, maybe you maybe you go off offshore and just land on a school and just smoke them, and you're maybe. like, well. Yeah. But it didn't work that maybe. way. <laughs> no. It Usually didn't work doesn't. that way. There was, a, there was a podcast one time with Nate. I can't remember what I asked him. He, like, got real specific. Like, I tried this, and I went here, and I did this technique instead of that technique, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and did it work? And he's like, no. <laughs> it was like building yeah, up, yeah. and then no. Nah. It did not work. I think nope. that, yeah, I think it was one where you fish with your father-in-law and some eelgrass or something. I don't know, but yeah. anyway, anybody who's listening to this, man, thank, thank you so much. This is a long one between the three kind of compiled tonight's is like an hour and a half by itself. And the other ones are a whole bunch. Of, we want to take you with us. Like we want our fishing tournament, fishing, all fishing is fun fishing. And if it's not, what are you doing? Um, but we want to take you with us on the water and, and make it feel like you were there. And so, um, thank you guys for listening. Anybody who listens, please, if you would consider giving us a positive review, five-star review and a written review that really helps, um, kind of plug us into the algorithm and this whole, uh, suggested thing when somebody listens to other podcasts. And we've had a couple people, um, a couple different times say, Hey, I, I heard Heard about you from this podcast it got suggested and now i'm gonna listen and you know that's awesome yeah. so it's really uh, lola give, give us give us the deal and let's get out of here positivity is worth the effort see you on the next one bye see you peace